ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930, Huntington Sports Station. Tonight, the Huntington Highlanders return home to Bob Sang Stadium for a matchup against the George Washington Patriots. The defending AAA state champion Huntington Highlanders have been absolutely dominant to start the 2023 season, outscoring their opponents 128-7 in the first two games of the season. George Washington comes into tonight's game off of an excellent 17-14 upset win over Hurricane. The Patriots will look to carry that momentum from last week into tonight's game and secure another upset win. These two playoff teams from last season met almost exactly a year ago today in George Washington in what was a 58 to 13 point win for the Highlanders. Stay tuned in right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 to catch all of the exciting game action between the Huntington Highlanders and the George Washington Patriots. Kickoff is right around the corner. ESPN 94.1 FM. First segment. AM about Huntington Highlanders football. Three, Stay tuned three and for a half coaches' minutes. comments and the pre second tonight's game. About four and a half Highlanders countdown is next on ESPN 94.1. This is Highlanders countdown on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 9:30. Welcome in to Huntington High football on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 9:30. Woody Woodrum is with the head coach of the 2-0 Highlanders. Billy Seals, coach, uh, seems like a long time since we spoke last and early season break like this, sometimes good, sometimes bad. What did you try to get done in the two weeks you've had since your last game? Well, we're just trying to work on fundamentals, continue to get better at things that we, we felt like we needed to improve on, get plenty of reps with all our kids and, you know, especially at the quarterback position, offensive line, linebacker position, just continue to improve and get better each and every day. And, you know, we don't we don't call it a bye week. We kind of call it a fundamental week, and we, we try to work on those things. And we had three good days last week. Yeah, I was here with you last Thursday just check out how they were doing in practice. And you would have thought there was a game on Friday night because they not only were getting after it on the field, but they really got after it in the weight room. And that's got to be something you really like to see your team do. Yeah, that's kind of the expectation. You know, they love the weight room. They love to go in there and lift and, uh, you know, high, high love, energy. They and uh, the they understand room. that, you know, we're in this yeah, for the long haul and we and everything we do, we got to continue to improve on. And, and that, that includes getting stronger throughout the season as well. Coach, you guys won at South Charleston 86 nothing. That was a halftime score. Uh, you played – talk about getting a bunch of people in the game. You played just about everybody. I thought I saw you waving at me for the fourth quarter. But, uh, you know, there's, that was good. there's only so much you can do when a team's in the rebuilding phase, third head coach in three years for South Charleston. And, you know, I think you guys did everything you could to uh, lessen the, the, the score as much as possible. But, yeah, oh, I mean, man, three kick ball. returns in one game. Yeah. Don't ever remember that happening. And it seemed like everybody scored, but only two or three people carried more than one time or caught more than one pass. Well, it was just, you know, one of those games that, to be honest with you, I've never been a part of. So, you know, I felt like that we did everything the right way. I felt like that, you know, um, in this business, it's about uh, getting kids reps. And then when, when it's time to pull oh, yeah. out your starters, it's time to pull out your starters. And let those young kids get a lot of reps. They practice every single day just like the varsity does. Yeah, and so did. we got an opportunity to get a good three quarters in with our JV and freshmen. And so uh, 
you know, it was a good learning experience for them. And uh, I know our, our veteran guys are chomping at the bit to get back out there tonight. There's no doubt about that. And I know last Friday didn't have much to do, so I watched GW and Hurricane, and we're going to talk about what went on there when we come back from a break. This is Highlander Football on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. This is Highlander's Countdown on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. Welcome back to Huntington High Football here on ESPN 94.1 FM, AM 930. Woody Woodrum with Billy Seals, the head coach. And coach, I, I was mentioning it before we went to break. I watched GW play Hurricane, and it wasn't so much that GW was perfect on the night, but they certainly made a lot less mistakes than Hurricane did and what most people saw as a big upset as uh, GW got its first win of the year and, and beat a, a highly ranked Hurricane team by 21 to 14. Well, you know, I, I thought that they were two really good football teams. Um, you know, GW had a, a first tough first couple games, and you know they're a lot better than what people give them credit for. And uh, you know, they they hung in there. They um, you know Hurricane had a good drive to start the game, and then. You know, it just seemed like every time a play needed to be made, GW made that play. And, you know, Abe Fenwick did a great job of making plays with his feet. Um, they got, you know, they're big up front. Their skill guys are really good. And, uh, you know, they just kind of controlled the clock and, and won the time of possession and limited the um, the opportunities that Hurricane had. And so, uh, you know, it's a good game plan. And, uh, you know, I wasn't surprised at all that the game went the way it did, to be honest with you, because I know how good GW is. Yeah, they were excited to be back home. And as you said, they opened up at Cavill Midland uh, and then had Ashland in, who we saw in the preseason. So, yeah, two pretty good teams they'd lost to. They beat one this time. So, uh, Abe Fenwick is committed to go to William & Mary. I'll tell you what, I believe the Tribe got a – Got a real good kid in him. Uh, last year threw for, you know, 64% of his passes, 25 touchdowns, and almost 2,200 yards. He's a little behind that pace right now, and I think that's because of those losses. They were probably doing some different things. But uh, he is an outstanding young man. And the running, as you said last week, he, he was sensational stepping up in the pocket, and that's something your linebackers are going to have to keep an eye on. Yeah, a really good kid. I'm, I met Abe this summer at a, a camp at Ohio U and talked to his parents for a long time. Just seemed like a really, really, really good family. And uh, what, a, what a good football player, man. I mean, he may be the best Q in the state, to be honest with you. I, I, you know, a lefty, he's he's 6'3", throws a great ball, can make all the throws. Um, his footwork's gotten better, continues to extend plays with his athletic ability. And so – you know, I think he's a, he's a really, really good football player, and he's got guys around him that are really good as well. So we'll definitely have to play well on defense to, to kind of keep them out of position. And Coach Edwards talked about in a story that ran in HD Media uh, this week that they had changed some players, and I saw that. I had watched the Ashland film at the, after the weekend where they lost that game, and then they had this game on live, and I was sitting there going to my checklist going, well, wait a minute, they're not starting to hit me there anymore. And and that's the kind of adjustments you can make. I know your team certainly made those kind of adjustments at the linebackers in 2022 with your early open week. Yeah, I mean, I think you're constantly looking for ways to improve. And, you know, sometimes um, you got to move people around. Uh, you got to make sure that, you know, you got guys in the right spot. And then, so, obviously, you know, you do that each and, uh, each and every week to continue to improve. And 
Coach, let's talk about your uh, guys and two two games. I mean, obviously, it's not a big thing, but a couple guys have jumped out at me on a defensive side. Landon Miller has 13 tackles in just two games where he didn't play, three and a half tackles for loss. He's forced to fumble. He's recovered a fumble. He's had three tackles already on special teams, which is about the leader on this team. And Markel Jones, three quarterback pressures. Uh, he's quarterback pressure and a half. He's got two tackles for losses. Those were guys coming into this season you knew had to step up. Uh, you know, Markel missed the whole season last year, and Landon was playing a backup last year, and they've done a really nice job of stepping in there. They have. You know, obviously Markel being a senior, you know, missing all last year was tough on him. And, you know, he played in the state championship game. And, you know, usually a kid who misses the entire year, you don't get a chance in a state championship game. But we know what he could do, and he did a great job for us there in Wheeling. And uh, one of the one of the guys that, that uh, is a leader in our football program, loves the game. And then Landon just continually, you know, around the football, continues to make plays for us. Going to get a lot of opportunities uh, Friday night. You know, we got some guys that are banged up, and Landon's going to get a lot of snaps. And, you know, hopefully he plays well for us there to Sam Linebacker. Over on the offensive side, uh, you know, we know about Zah Jackson. We know uh, Harris with a kick return touchdown, punt return touchdown last week. He's uh, he's sensational watch. You never know what he's going to do. But I think this you're getting to the point in the season where Avante Crawford's going to be have more put, more put on him as you guys go into the season. I thought he and Jackson Hatfield both played very well in limited time out on the field against South Charleston, you're going to need them probably both to extend that time this weekend. Yeah, I would have loved for those guys to get more reps, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I think um, Avante played the first six minutes, maybe played seven to nine snaps on, at Q, and then, you know, Jackson played maybe – 10 or 14 snaps there in the second quarter or so uh or the end of the first so definitely those two guys got to continue to get better and the only way you can do that is to to get out and practice and work hard and then you know get friday night reps there's no no substitute for friday night reps so uh you know those two guys got to continue to get better for us to be where we want to be at the end all right coach best of luck tonight against the gw patriots hey we'll step aside and come back for more here on espn 94.1 fm and am 930. The Marshall Sports Medicine Institute, the exclusive provider of sports medicine services to Marshall University. It's time for Huntington Highlanders football on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Tonight's game is brought to you by Dutch Miller Auto Group, Dr. Mark Subic, Marshall Orthopedics, Farmar Stores, ProSource, State Electric Supply Company, Wendy Schmidt Family Restaurant Group. Now, let's head to the stadium for all of the game action on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome out to Bob Zang Stadium, the site for tonight's high school football matchup between the Huntington Highlanders and the visiting George Washington Patriots. I'm Christian Palmer, welcomed alongside by Woody Woodrum. Woody, Huntington was off last week, but has looked great so far this year. George Washington had a good win last Friday against Hurricane. Hopefully, we see these two teams at the top of their games and we get a good contest tonight. Yeah, you certainly got to expect that. I think, you know, the longtime rivals, this will be game number 15 in the history between these two schools. And, uh, you know, Huntington is a perfect 7-0 and at home against GW in the past. They've won those games by an average going back to 2003 of a 15 15- of a 25 to 14 measure uh, they you know they've made up ground in 
Charleston a little bit by winning three of the last five. So it definitely has been all about the Highlanders in the recent games that have been played between these two teams. And, and I would have thought going out of last week's win two weeks ago for Huntington that, you know, maybe GW would be walking in here 0-3. But the thing they did against Hurricane was amazing. I mean, they did a great job on defense, running to the balls, causing mistakes popping loose balls that and and taking away uh quite a few receptions that they knocked away so they played great everybody thought that was uh going to be a win that uh they could go ahead and put in the bank at hurricane but gw got the win and it's got a lot of people kind of scratching their head which team is really gw was it the one that got blown out the first two losses or is it the team that finally got the ship righted last week and played better against the uh, Hurricane team that was expected to be right up there near the top with Huntington this season. And, you know, George Washington was a really good team last year as well, so I wouldn't uh, be surprised if it's more of the latter, Woody, and just a tough start to the season and now maybe starting to hit their stride. A great win against Hurricane, as you mentioned. And last season, George Washington finished finishing 9-3, and three, only lost to two schools all year. They lost to Huntington and lost to Hurricane, two pretty good teams. Yeah, the two teams have battled it out for the MSCC title in the last game of the year. They've got an excellent quarterback. Abe Fenwick is a big kid, 6'3", 205. He's already committed to William & Mary, going to go play for the green and gold of the, the Tribe. And he is not quite as sharp this year as he was last year when he threw for over uh, twenty, nearly 2,200 yards, 25 touchdowns, and hit 64% of his passes. But most guys would easily take what he's done so far this year, which is 41 of 84. That's 49%. Just four picks for him on the year against, you know, a couple of TDs. He'd probably like to see that TD average go up a bit in those games, but he's averaging 164 yards per game. He's also pretty good at running the ball, uh, averaging about four yards of carry, and he's got four touchdowns there. So he is the little engine that made that team go last week. He is very good at standing in the pocket, and as his offensive linemen move those defensive guys and ride him around on the outside. He'll step up in the pocket with a run pass option that he may throw. He may, and his yardage last week was huge in beating Hurricane. Oh, it certainly was. He is a dual threat quarterback to its definition. And let's talk a little bit about the Patriots defense. So the defense made big improvements this past Friday. So the first two games of this season, the Patriots allowed 40. 5.5 points per game, but then playing a very tough hurricane team and a high-powered offense, allowing just 14 points. What an improvement from the defense last week. You know, they, they did some different things last week. They moved Clyde May up to a defensive end. He doesn't seem very big at, at 6'1", 210, but their best defensive lineman is uh, MJ Dixon, who's 6'2", 183. So they've got some size at the tackles, Aiden Johnson, uh Tajay Davis, they're both kids that go 280, 300 pounds. And they've got some speed and size in the secondary. Keegan Sack moved from a linebacker to a, a safety position. Uh, Hunter Giacomo is now up playing a linebacker position, so they get a little more speed there. The corners, Solomon Farrell and Bryson Sire were very good against Hurricane last week. So what they did on defense, they moved some people around. That seemed to be what Coach Edwards thought was the key to them getting the win over Hurricane last week. 
And uh, one last note on George Washington before we start talking about the defending AAA state champion, Huntington Highlanders. It's been a tough start to the year for the Patriots. Uh, Midland, Ashland, Hurricane, and then Huntington. A uh, bit of a murderer's row for the first four games out of the gate. Yeah, you know, we, we talked about Spring Valley had a similar kind of, and they're 0-3, you know. It's, it's been very tough for them. Coming out of the gate, and it looked like GW was headed that way. But, uh, you know, last week changed a lot of things for them, and, and they got some things they really liked. I'm sure they were able to look at that film and see some other things where they made mistakes. That could have been an even bigger win, as I said, and watched it last week. So, I, I think, uh, you know, GW feels like they've got a little momentum under their feet right now. But as we said, they're coming into a place where not only is Huntington 7-0, and but the Highlanders have won 15 consecutive games and 18 straight at home. This is not a place where you come and upset the Highlanders very often. No, and Huntington really picking up right where it left off from last season. Woody, 2-0 and on the year, a big win over Spring Valley to start the season and then a huge blowout in South Charleston last week. Huntington has outscored its opponents 128 to 7 yeah. to start the year. It's crazy. I mean, we called that game. It was like calling uh, Coleco football or something. <laughs> I mean, it just was scoring every single time they put their hands on the ball. They had not one, not two, but three kick returns. A kickoff return for a touchdown, two punt returns for a touchdown that no one got more than three carries in the entire night. Both quarterbacks played 10 to 12 plays each. It just was not a game that was very much in doubt from the very get-go. But as we were talking about it with some folks that weren't at the South Charleston game last week. It, you know, it was ugly early. It was 42 to yep. nothing before we hardly looked up. And, you know, in case you thought it was just a, a honey to run up the score, 86 to nothing was the halftime score, and they called for six-minute quarters and killed the clock. Uh, didn't stop the clock, I mean, in the fourth quarter. But then they turn around on Monday, and that's the way they do it. Like, they'll go to play GW's JV on Monday up in Charleston because GW's varsity came here. Well, when the South Charleston team had to come here, the varsity beat them 42-7. to so you know, eight, you know, eighty-six nothing and forty-two to seven tells you that there's a, quite a pole of difference between where those two programs are right now, and it seems to be that way for much of the Canal Valley. Double A Nitro is about the only team that is having the kind of season that most people felt would be a winning season for them coming into the season. And one thing that you hit on just a moment ago, Woody, the stellar play by Huntington's quarterbacks to start the year and Huntington having to replace Gavin Locko, a four-year starter at quarterback, had a tremendous career with the Highlanders. But Avante Crawford and Jackson Hatfield also having two very good years up to this point. Crawford with four touchdown passes on the season. Hatfield is five of six on the season with three touchdown passes. Absolutely excellent numbers, and they've got all the weapons that they need around them. So you would have to believe if they are able to continue to facilitate the ball well, this team is going to be successful. No doubt about it. And and they've got a cover maybe in Dante Newsom, uh, you know, the son of the former Marsh player. He's played some quarterback and uh, getting a little bit of work there. But uh, 
Crawford and Hatfield waited their turns beside yep. Gavin Locko, who, by the way, is playing pretty well for Dayton. Mm-hmm. Had a, a playing receiver now. He tried out in two or three positions and just told the coaches, put me where you need me the most. And so that's been a helpful for them. And I think both guys have come out. They've run the ball well. They've passed the ball well. They One interception bet- between three quarterbacks after two games is very well done. And except for the tight ends not catching any ball, they have really spread it around so far in this early part of the season. And one other note on Huntington. Huntington with another early bye. Had the same thing last season, a bye during week three. You know, probably don't exactly love that as the players and the coach. You you hadn't really got tired enough for the bye yet, but no. it, it worked out pretty well for them last year. Yeah, it did. Uh, the linebacker position was not anywhere near of what Billy Seals had wanted in the first two games. They lost the heartbreaker to Spring Valley and then had beaten South Charleston rather handily, and they got that fixed. This week, it was more of a let's work on us, and that's what they were doing when I came up last Thursday. They were busting it out here on the field, and they really were getting after it in the weight room. And, you know, so I'm hoping they come out tonight, take care of business early on here, and and, uh, get a little bit of rhythm about them because the schedule from now on means no more breaks, and the next two are on the road, even though Capital and – Riverside don't have great records right now. Anytime you go on the road, we'll just ask Hurricane last week. Oh, yeah. Anything could happen. Uh, That is very true. That is very true. Captains out onto the field. George Washington wearing its away white jerseys with maroon pants. Huntington going with a camo look tonight with its jerseys and black pants. Yeah, you know, the National Guard has a program all around the state. There's National Guard games going on tonight. Places like Cameron at Magnolia, they've got their national game. Uh, you know, and, and it's a fun thing to do. The National Guard is a, is a career that's waiting for a lot of kids can step into and, and get their college paid for after a while. So uh, it's, a, it's a great option for some of the kids. And the Army came in here and did a great job, provided his jerseys again. For the kids, I just wish I could give them a little equipment manager <laughs> experience. Maybe put a little white outline around those black numbers on those camo jerseys. Yeah, bear with us if we uh, <laughs> misidentify a player or two throughout the night. A little tougher to read these uniforms, yeah. but we will do our very best. And a couple of players as well doing a, a few number changes on us. I know Caillou Jackson, an excellent defensive lineman tonight. He is wearing 99. Usually you would see him wearing number 50. So he need, needed a little more room in the sides <laughs> of that jersey. So uh, he may stick with 99 this year. George Washington will kick off to start the game. Huntington has been excellent in the first quarter this season, outscoring its opponents 70 to nothing. Their kicker is number 44, who's getting ready to tee things up. Jordan Price, 8 for 8 on PATs, 1 for 1 on field goals this year. Basically, that was the winner last week against the uh, Hurricane. Now, deep man is Zah Jackson up by the 30. That's where he fielded it last week against South Charleston is the guy that looks exactly like him, except Zah has a black shoes and Wayne Harris has a white shoes tonight. Maybe we can tell them apart that way. <laughs> but the five and the six are the dangerous guys to kick to. Oh, yes. Two extreme playmakers for the Huntington Highlanders. Late man 
jogging out onto the field, joining the kickoff team for the Patriots. Price boots the ball down the field. Harris scoops it up at the one-yard line. Running forward with a full head of steam. Runs to the middle of the field, picking up some blocking. Tries to spin out of a tackle, but is brought down just past the 30-yard line. He's down at the 32. Looked like 44. The kicker was in there on the tackle, uh, Jordan Price. We've seen Johnny I.I. do that a few times this year. You know, uh, kickers before in the past maybe uh, not uh, rushing down the field to make a tackle, but these two teams have players that will stick their nose in there and make the tackle. But a holding on the return that will back the Highlanders up 10 yards. Yeah, that's a tough way to get your first penalty is on a nice return. Would have been even worse if he'd broke it for a touchdown. Oh, yeah. yeah. He had some space at the moment, a good return, but Huntington now back on its own 22-yard line. It's a shotgun formation for the Highlanders. Crawford sends a man in motion. And another penalty flag on the field. Looked like GW might have jumped that time. Couldn't tell if anybody from Huntington drew them off. And it's a false start on the offense. So two quick penalties on the Highlanders. It will be first and 15. So procedure penalties, that's not one the coach will like any more than the whole. Especially start first and, well, now they're walking it the other way. All sides. Okay, so actually going to be on the George Washington Patriots. Make it first and five. I thought I saw a jersey jump on that side, but I wouldn't have, you know. Referees are certainly closer than we are, but first and five, you got to like that one. Trips receiver set to the near side of the field. Crawford looks that way. Connects with McNeely on a short pass. McNeely looking to reverse field. Brought down near the line of scrimmage. Able to gain a yard. Couple guys in there, number 64 is in on the tackle. That is Aiden Johnson. He's a, he's a really good player. Guy that they moved around on the defense along with a couple more. Now sometimes they'll show you the four-man front that they're in right now. Sometimes it's a three-man front. And also a switch on Huntington's offensive line. Will Elk is in at center, and Malachi Sellards is playing guard. Right, you are. Shotgun snap, handoff goes to Jackson, who runs forward. Should have enough for the first down. Brought down at the 33-yard line. It's enough to move the chains. First and 10 for the Highlanders. Five-yard pickup for Zaw Jackson. So first down after a penalty against them gets Huntington Kind of back in their rhythm. Crawford takes a shotgun snap. It's another handoff to Zaw Jackson. Bounces off of one of his own tacklers. Able to navigate forward for a short pickup. 69 in there. Landon Bird. He's one of those 280-pound tackles that GW will trot out there. He's a, He's been a good player for them throughout his career. He's just a junior. Three-yard pickup on the play. Makes it second and seven. Under 10 and a half minutes to go in the first quarter. Still scoreless here in Huntington. Highlanders offense getting set. Two receivers to the near side of the field. Crawford 
looking that way, has time to pass. Lofts one down the field just a little too much on that one. Was looking down the field for his tight end, Marshall Christus. We haven't seen any of the tight ends catch a ball in the first two games, so trying to spring out there. Christus has pretty good speed, uh, but uh, good coverage in the secondary. Keegan Sack is back there, as we said, at one safety, and the other safety is Anthony Valentine, number six, normally. And one thing, Woody, that uh, has really impressed me with George Washington, uh, a lot of talent at their skill positions on offense, and a lot of those guys are in the secondary on defense. Yep, absolutely. They've got great skill people. Third and seven. Crawford takes the snap. Looks down the field. Lofts the ball for Christus. And once again, just a little too much on the pass. Boy, he was open that time. The pass just a little bit overthrown. That side route certainly was there that time. He wasn't covered by anybody. But uh, this will be the first punt for Tavion Wilson since game one when he punted one time for 57 yards and had it downed inside the 20. Hopefully he can replicate that here. Fourth and seven, standing on his own 21-yard line. And back to return for George Washington is Anthony Valentine. The punt rolls out of bounds <laughs> after taking a Highlander roll. A, a weird trajectory Big time. on that punt. I thought that ball was headed out at about the 28-yard line. It rolled all the way to 15 when it bounced back in. Man, what a roll. 48-yard punt, no return. Was taking a glance over at the replay, trying to see if maybe that was slightly deflected. Didn't see that in I, real time. I just time. think it came off the yeah. side of his foot. You, you can never tell with Tavion if it's going to go high, deep, or head over head like it did that time. He was pretty happy with that one, I bet. So the George Washington offense will set up shop. On their own 15-yard line. Senior Southpaw quarterback, Abe Fenwick, back to pass, and he's intercepted. It's Wayne Harris. Jukes inside. He is pulled down by Keegan Sack, but he's inside the 10. Great defense by the Highlanders on their first play. Wow, that one was too easy. I mean, Harris could see it coming all the way, a little out there. and It was a long throw from where he was at on this side. Throw it that way, and he just stepped in front of it, took it all the way inside the 10. So now first and goal for the Highlanders. The ball is on the seven-yard line. Well, you don't want to help, Huntington, that's for sure. And that's no. what this did. Sets them up at the seven-yard line for first to goal. And it also just goes to show how important the battle of field position is. A great punt and then yep. a quick turnover. Offense is set up. Clock's down to 10 as they get up to the line. A little slow there. Offense now finally getting set. Crawford takes the snap, fakes the handoff, rolls to his right. Looking toward the end zone, trying to connect with Harris, but the pass deflected and falls incomplete. Yeah, nice deflection away from Harris by number two in the secondary. That's the cornerback, Solomon Farrell. He had nice play there. Yeah, did a good job of getting up off his feet and deflecting the ball away from Harris. Harris is Huntington's big playmaker on offense. Broke the school record for single-season touchdown receptions last year, looking to do it again this year. Second and goal. Hand off to Zaw Jackson. 
He's looking to break it to the outside. Tries to juke a man. Instead, just runs him over. Brought down, though, at the five-yard line. He got a really nice block out there by Tim Malik McNeely. I thought he was going to have maybe a, you know, coming back and, and not seeing him come, but he just stood there and let the player run into him. Mm-hmm. And although it only picked up two yards, it could have been a lot worse. So now third and goal at the five-yard line. Nine minutes left in the first quarter. Still scoreless in this high school football matchup between George Washington and Huntington High. Touchdown on that play, and uh, no, we had a commercial misfire on us there, but uh, it uh, was a pretty play. They pulling the guard and the center out in front, and uh, Will Elk got a big block to spring uh, Zaza Jackson into the end zone. Yeah, an excellent play all around by the Highlanders, and just great team play there. The defense forces the turnover, sets the offense up with the short field, and the offense taking full advantage of it, getting into the end zone and getting the initial 7-0 to lead. That is where we stand now here with 8 minutes and 44 seconds left in the first quarter. So taking advantage of the turnover puts the Highlanders up 7-0 Johnny II going to be kicking away somebody suddenly having to come out of the lineup for Huntington number 4 Cam Vesey seems to have something wrong with something that was taped on and the official sent him Matthew Smith who plays on some of the special teams I.I. has kicked the ball pretty well. He hasn't had that many chances except for extra points this year. Yeah. But he has such a great leg on him, ready to boot this ball down the field. He's put three into the end zone already in two games. Valentine and Sack back to return for the Patriots. And the ball bounces at the five. Sack scoops it up, runs forward, has a bit of space, but quickly it collapses. Huntington making the defense. Defensive play just past the 20-yard line, bringing him down at the 22. Camelo Sheffield and 16 Marcus Dean make the special teams tackle. The ball bounced away from him. It hit at the five and ran up yeah. the field toward the nine. He was able to get the kind of a good return he got to the 22-yard line. Yeah, fortunate it didn't bounce too far away from him. So first and 10 for the George Washington Patriots. Ball on their own at 22. Shotgun formation. Fenwick takes the snap. Looks to pass. Has a little bit of pressure. Ball. He's hitting the balls loose. Huntington falls on it. Number 20 knocked the ball loose that time, and that was Landon Miller. Two defensive plays, two turnovers forced. An interception and a forced fumble. Wow, the tailback just, or the quarterback was looking to step up and a forced fumble. Made him give it away, and Huntington back in great shape again, this time at the GW 23-yard line. And it's always easy to talk about uh, the high-powered Highlander offense, but the defense has been so great the past couple years, the defense allowing 3.5 points per game coming into tonight. Crawford takes a shotgun snap, hands it off to Wayne Harris, who ran inside, then bounced to the outside, inside the 10, Finally bumped out 
inside the five-yard line. The officials will mark him down at the three-yard line. It's a 20-yard gain. Wow, what a block he got out front by McNeely. Malik McNeely locked his cornerback up and pushed him clear into the end zone. He was forced out right at the goal line. Uh, Great run by Wayne Harris. So first and goal for the Highlanders. Eight minutes and 19 seconds left in the first quarter. Two receivers to the far side of the field. And now a man motion then goes under center. Quarterback sneak into the end zone. I believe that was Markel Jones. That would be big number eight. He certainly would be a good call to put it in the end zone. Yeah, you can't miss that air. <laughs> Once he pulled the helmet off over here on the sideline. The 6'3 senior motioning and then quickly getting behind the center and taking the snap and just catching George Washington off guard there. I wasn't expecting that either. I, I don't believe we've seen that play call from the Highlanders in the past few years. No. Nope. Extra point is up, and it is good. With eight minutes and 14 seconds left in the first quarter, Huntington leads 14 to nothing over George Washington. We're going to step aside for a short break. You're listening to Huntington High School Football on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Like us on Facebook. Just search ESPN Radio 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back out to Bob Sang Stadium where Johnny I.I. has just sent a short kickoff down the field. Almost uh, an in-betweener there between an onside and a pooch kick. Huntington almost able to recover the ball, but George Washington able to just dive on the turf and secure that. That would have been a Big loss. Oh, yeah. It was uh, number four, Gunner Flores, who fell on the ball. It got away from the first group. Huntington nearly had a recovery on that onside. That's something they've been working on for a couple of weeks. Yeah, very nice designed kick by I.I. Really everything but the recovery on that play. First and ten for the George Washington Patriots. Fenwick sends a man in motion. That's Keegan Sack who gets the handoff on the jet sweep running to the far side of the field. Nice run by Sack who gets near the first down marker. Might be just shy. Looked like number one, uh, Khalif Ty, and number 20, Landon Miller got the stop. And he will be marked a yard short, nine-yard gain. Makes it second and one. Tough start for the Patriots offense. Two turnovers on their first two plays, but now a first down as Huntington jumps off sides. Huntington's just their second penalty. That'll move the ball up five yards. Just past the 46-yard line, where it will be first and 10 for the George Washington Patriots. Seven minutes and 37 seconds left in the first quarter. Huntington leads 14 to zero. Shotgun formation. Fenwick once again sends Sack in motion, but this time hands it off to Valentine, who runs to his left and cuts to his right. Gets past midfield before being brought down by the Highlander defense. Five-yard pickup. Landon Miller and uh, Cam Vesey make the tackle. Valentine and Sack, two very good runners. They are hard-nosed, but have some speed to them as well. 
Valentine had a tremendous run late in the game last week against Hurricane to get the ball down the field, a big first down, and really from that point on, the Patriots could kind of just run the clock out. Second and five, Fenwick takes the snap, looks to pass, fires to the near side of the field, and connects with Keegan Sack. Sack is brought down by two Highlanders, fighting along the way, gets inside the 40-yard line. Khalif Ty, uh, number one and number 20. Miller with another stop. Miller's already had a, a boatload of stops. Yeah, he is always all over the field making tackles. 12-yard pickup for the Patriots. Puts the ball at the 38-yard line. Six and a half minutes left in the first quarter. Huntington leads by two touchdowns. Shotgun formation for the Patriots. Two receivers to the near side of the field, but it's a handoff to Valentine, who is quickly swallowed up and brought down. No gain on the play, brought down right at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, it looked like uh, maybe number 99, Caillou Jackson, the big stopper in the middle, might have got a hold of him right there. I'll tell you what, 64, uh, Aiden Johnson, center. He's going to have uh, his hands full trying to block that youngster all night. Yeah, Caillou Jackson, the 5'10", 290 senior, an excellent defensive player and a force up front. Second and 10, Fenwick takes the snap and looks to pass. Has some pressure on him, dances out of it, running to the far side of the field. Nice pickup, but will it stand? There's a flag on the field. Flag back at about the 40-yard line. This is exactly what Fenwick did to Hurricane last week, though. He would break out of that pocket. They'd work him around. Now, that time they were holding, and I think it was the youngster who's still in the backfield right now not having a very good time of it is number 58, Tajay Davis, a junior. And, you know, that can be tough for linemen sometimes. You're pass blocking, you know, sometimes working backward, and then your quarterback all of a sudden running past everyone, yes. and the defensive linemen want to shift gears, and then it's just your natural reaction to try and keep a hold of them. Both and teams have two penalties for minus 15 yards. Both teams have an offsides, and both teams have a hold. Well, <laughs> still early it's on still the early. Second and 20 for the Patriots. Trips receiver set to the near side of the field. Fenwick sends a man in motion. Pressure on him again. Fires a short pass to the near side of the field, connecting with Bryson Sowards, who was brought down immediately. And he was brought down by Zaw Jackson. Zaw making plays on offense and defense. Yeah, loss on that play actually cost him a yard on the completed pass. So that backs it up to third and 21. Five and a half minutes left in our opening quarter. Huntington leads 14 to zero. Fenwick maybe not on the same page with his receiver there. Uh, it looked like Valentine was continuing to run down the field and thought maybe he was going to work back toward him. Fourth and 21. Jordan. Coming in to punt will be Jordan Price. He handles both the kicking and the punting. Standing on his own 35-yard line. Wayne Harris back to return the kick. 
who had a kick and punt return for a touchdown. Huntington's last game, low snap. Price oh. able to scoop it up and kick it down the field. I thought that maybe one of Huntington's players got a piece of it. He was mad he didn't block it. Cam Vizi might have got a piece, though, because it didn't go very long. Yeah, bad snap. Sent Price scrambling just to be able to get the kickoff. Great job by him yes. to be able to do that and not give the Highlanders as good field position. Huntington will start this drive on its own 31-yard line. No, excuse me. That's the 26. 5-14 to play. And although GW had some bright spots in that drive, it's still 14-0 Huntington. Highlander offense is set. Crawford sending a man in motion to the near side of the field. Pitches the ball that way. And the tackle is made quickly by the George Washington defense. One-yard pickup. That's number 13. Got the ball that time. Mikey Johnson. Mikey Johnson, first year playing football. A tremendous athlete. Had fun calling some of his games on the basketball team. Yep. Great player, six foot three senior, and having some success on the gridiron. Yeah, that time uh, looked like 69. Another one of those big tackles inside made the stop for GW after only a one-yard gain. Second and nine for the Highlanders. Four and a half minutes to go in the first quarter. Crawford with a quick three-step drop and hits his intended receiver. That was Malik McNeely, excuse me, over the middle. Brought down near the 35-yard line. Mark him down to the 34. Anthony Valentine, the safety, on and on the stop. So that's going to make it third and short. Huntington will need two yards for the first down. Seven-yard gain on that pass. Huntington's offense getting set. Two receivers to the far side of the field. A back behind Crawford. That's Zaw Jackson. He gets the handoff quickly running forward. Able to get enough for the first down and a few more. Finally brought down just inside the 40-yard line. Officials will mark the ball down at the 39. Four-yard pickup for Zaw Jackson. Four carries for 16 yards so far in the game. Huntington's had two short fields for their easy touchdowns. Yeah, the defense really doing most of the work up to this point. Two turnovers already in this game for Huntington High. Crawford back to pass on first down. Connects with Wayne Harris. Wayne Harris finds some space. Running to the far side of the field. Cuts inside. Finally brought down inside of the 25. Penalty flag on the field. Could be a penalty against uh, Tavion Chandler, number 14. He was blocking his man, but he continued to block as they went out of bounds, and that's usually going to get you a call. He did a nice job of locking him up on that play. Wait to see where the officials. So a big gain. Yeah, about, about a 40 yard pickup yeah, before down, the penalty. Down to about the 28 yard line, and they'll mark the penalty. Mark the penalty back from there. So he got to the 29. So make it first to 10 at 39. Three minutes and 15 seconds left in the first quarter. So, yeah, that was 22 yards total on the catch and run minus the penalty. If you're just now tuning in, Huntington 
ahead 14 to 0 looking to add to its lead Crawford hands the ball off it's Zod Jackson with some blockers in front of him gets a first down has some more finally pushed out of bounds Safety Keegan Sack finally makes a stop, but not before Zaw has put another first down on the board for Huntington. Yeah, Zaw running very well tonight, has such a great burst out of the backfield, finally brought down at the 20-yard line. 19-yard gain on that play. So first and 10 now for the Highlanders. Under three minutes to go in our opening quarter. Trips receivers to the near side of the field. Crawford, looking that direction, finds Dean over the middle of the field who makes a nice move, darted in between a few Patriots, picks up the first down, first and goal. Tackled by MJ Dixon at number 14, Bryson Sowers. Marcus Dean with a nice catch and run there. 13-yard pickup. All the way to the 7-yard line, first and goal. The junior, Marcus Dean, has... Been impressive when he's gotten some looks on offense. Has good speed on him. Uh, been a reliable receiver. Yep, absolutely. Doing a nice job. First and goal for Huntington High. Crawford sends a man in motion. Hands the ball off. It's Zaw Jackson running to the far side of the field. That and big Wyatt Hankins yeah. out in front of him. Got just within sight of the Knocked out of bounds after a six-yard gain. Knocked out at the one-yard line. That's six carries, 51 yards already for Zaw Jackson. Zaw having a great game up to this point. Such a solid player for Huntington High. You know, didn't have the most tremendous stats coming into today's game because Huntington had been spacing out the ball. Right. He just uh, didn't get very many uh, totes or balls thrown his way in the route two weeks ago at South Charleston. Second and goal, ball in the one-yard line. Crawford, back to pass, throws the ball for the end zone, deflected almost right into the hands of Wayne Harris. Wow, number two with a great deflection there. Uh, That's Solomon Farrell, but nearly knocked it away from Malik McNeely and right to Harris. And by the way, over to the left side of the field, Zaw Jackson was doing jumping Uh jacks. He was so open up in that corner of the end zone. And another good defensive play made by Farrell. That's his second pass breakup of the game. Game clock stopped with two minutes and nine seconds left in the first quarter. Third and goal. At the one-yard line for the Huntington Highlanders. Crawford takes the snap, hands it off. It's Zaw Jackson running to his right, lunging for the end zone. He's in. Touchdown, Highlanders. That's Zaw's second touchdown of the game. This is still the first quarter, and it's already 20 to nothing, pending Johnny I.I.'s kick. Huntington... With quick starts in every game this season, pending the extra point, Huntington has outscored its opponents 90 to nothing in the first quarter. Make that 91 to nothing as II tacks on the PAT. The Highlanders lead 21 to nothing with two minutes and two seconds left in the first quarter. 
We're going to step aside for a short break. You're listening to Huntington High School Football on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Marshall Thundering Herd Football on Saturdays. Huntington Highlanders Football now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Two minutes left in the first quarter here at Bob Sang Stadium. Huntington High leads by three touchdowns over George Washington. Johnny II boot down the field, caught by Anthony Valentine at the six. He is brought down quickly, just made it past the 15-yard line before the Highlanders' special team made a great tackle. Yeah, the Wiz coming in there and wizarding some pain on the kick return of Valentine. Ball marked down at the 18-yard line, so a 12-yard return for Valentine. Really, Woody, George Washington could use something positive on this drive just something to feel good about really not much going their way so far a couple of quick turnovers and Huntington capitalizing and their field position hasn't been great on any of these starts they got the ball up to midfield last time before they turned it over on downs first and 10 the senior southpaw quarterback Abe Fenwick back to pass looking to the far side of the field unable to connect with his intended receiver Gunnar Flores Hey, you had uh, in coverage over there was uh, Dwayne Harris, number six, and looked like the safety might have been over there as well, 13, Mikey Johnson, and nobody can out-jump Mikey Johnson. Oh, no. So second and 10 now after the incomplete pass. Patriots offense putting up 17 points last week in their win against Hurricane. Benwick takes the snap, hands it off to Keegan Sack, running to the far side of the field, picking up some blockers. Nice run by Sack, gets close to the line to gain. And I think he might have just enough. 22, Walt Williams was in there along with Cam Vesey, but it is just enough for first down, plus 10 on the rush. Sack doing a good job on those jet sweeps, a lot of speed to the outside, and then just hits the hole hard. Just over a minute and a half left in the first quarter. Huntington ahead 21-0. to zero. Patriot offense looking toward their sideline for the play call. Coach Scott Tinsley calling the offense over there for the Patriots. And it's going to be another run to sack. And another good run bursting forward for the first down and more. Finally brought down. Right after he crossed the 45-yard line. Yeah, number 13, uh, Mikey Johnson made the tackle again, but all the way to the 46-yard line. So a gain of 18 on that pickup. Gets the Patriots another fresh set of downs and maybe sensing a little Woody that they're realizing, okay, the the running game's working a little bit. Maybe maybe we should stick to that for a moment. (laughs) First and 10, and it's another run. This time, Valentine running hard up the middle, slung down to the turf, but able to cross the 50. VZ and Williams again team up on a tackle there, the two linebackers. It's a five-yard pickup. As we've got less than a minute to go in the first quarter, 36 seconds left on the game clock. Patriots will look to run one more play. Fenwick rallying the troops, 
getting the offense set. Two running backs in the game, Valentine and Sack. And it's a pitch to the outside. Keegan Sack with the ball. And he's got all kinds of open space up the middle. All of the way into the end zone. Touchdown, Patriots. 49-yard touchdown for Keegan Sack. Great job of blocking up the middle. Hole just opened up, and uh, the safeties were playing out wide. There was nobody left to pick him up there. The nickelback, uh, Marcus Dean, tried to give him chase. But Keegan Sack's a fast runner. He's a receiver and a running back both for them. Ground and pound drive. Gets the Patriots on the board with seven seconds left in the first quarter. Jordan Price on to attempt the PAT. He's George Washington's kicker and punter. The snap is good. The kick is up, and it is good. We'll keep it here on the in-between. Already a good bit of breaks here in the first quarter. So give us time just to talk things over a little bit and what a good answer right there by George Washington Woody oh it really was and that's something they desperately needed uh you know Keegan Sack has outrushed everybody in the game now with the big 49 yard touchdown run but Huntington had been scoring so quickly you know their last drive kind of slowed down nine for 74 and went 312 but back came the Patriots exactly the same answer from them uh as they moved it down the field starting from uh, their own 18 all the way to the end zone. So an 82-yard drive for them that time on uh, just five plays. It was really nicely done. It was mostly done on the ground. Yeah. And they did a nice job with Valentine and Sack both being able to run. That five plays, 82 yards, and it took uh, one minute and 50 seconds. Now will GW try something on a kickoff like Huntington yeah. did with the slight onsides. And George Washington had success with that last week. An onside kick they recovered against Hurricane. Price getting ready to kick the ball. We'll see if it's a boot down the field or a short onside. His kick is long and high down the field and in the end zone for a touchback. That was very close to not going into the end zone. Yeah. I mean, uh, Jackson ran back there and looked at it. He was sure it went in, and the referee called it immediately. But uh, if it had just rocked about a half yard less, they might have had a pickup at the one-yard line. Yeah, might have been in a little bit of trouble. Nevertheless, Huntington High will start this offensive possession on its own 20-yard line. That's about as far as they've had to go in this game since the early kickoff. Still seven seconds left in the quarter. Likely the last play of quarter number one. Shotgun formation. Three receivers to the near side of the field. One to the far. Crawford backs to pass. Connects quickly with Zod Jackson, who was brought down in the backfield for a short loss. And that will be the final play of the quarter. After one, Huntington leads 21 to seven. We're gonna step aside for a short break. You're listening to Huntington High School Football on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. For details. 
Cincinnati Bengals football on Sundays. Huntington Highlanders football now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back out to Bob Sank Stadium for the start of the second quarter in this high school football matchup between the George Washington Patriots and the Huntington Highlanders. I'm Christian Palmer, welcome alongside by Woody Woodrum. Woody, an action-packed first quarter with four touchdowns. Yeah, absolutely. Huntington came out of the blocks, got a couple turnovers. They turned into points. And then GW just put a great drive together, five plays for 82 yards all on the ground. And most of that, 49 yards on a touchdown by Keegan Sack. So second and 11 to start the quarter for Huntington High. Crawford handing the ball off to run up the middle. I believe that was Zod Jackson getting the carry. He is able to make his way to the 24-yard line. Five-yard pickup. Making the tackle was Clyde May, one of their defensive ends. So make it uh, about five yards on that gain, but it'll be third and six because he lost a yard on the first carry. Yep. So this could be uh, Another opportunity to help swing momentum for George Washington. Get a quick stop after the long score. Third and six, Crawford takes the snap. Looks to pass, double clutching, finally hits his man over the middle. Nice pass by Crawford. Reeling it in is Malik McNeely. The mark is going to be up at the 30 because that's where he's uh, forward progress took him. And that'll give him the first down. GW is wanting the ball to be spotted back a bit. But it's very close. It looks like it'll be a first down. Yeah. GW sideline, not exactly no. enamored of that spot. But what they're looking at is where he finished, not right. where he got to. Yep. And they do give him the first down. So that moves the chains for the Highlanders. First and 10, ball on the 30-yard line. Didn't see who got the catch on that That was uh, McNeely. Okay. Just yeah. enough. Yeah, if you're, you're just now joining us, uh, bear with us if we – Misidentify a player or two. Huntington wearing these super cool camo <laughs> uniforms tonight, but just a tiny difficult to, to read. Yep. No doubt. First and 10, Crawford taking the snap, handing it off to Zod Jackson, who is met in the backfield. Again, that's uh, Clyde May, who gives him a little more quickness up on that line than those 280-pound guys. He, uh, he stepped right in through the block and got into the hole and knocked Zod back for a loss of Three yards, almost to the 27. We'll call it that. So I'm going to get second and 13. Ten minutes and 15 seconds left in the first half of play. Highlander offense getting set. Two receivers to the far side of the field. One to the near side. Crawford sends a man in motion. That's Zaw Jackson. He hits Zaw on the far side of the field. Zaw Quickly catching and running up the field. Nice effort by him. Able to make his way past the 35-yard line. It's going to be marked down at the 36. A nine-yard pickup. He was tackled by number one Hunter Giacomo on the stop. Pushed him out of bounds at about the 36-yard line. So, game from the 27 all the way to the 36. So, give him nine on the game, but still leave with them. Third and four. Crawford looking toward the sideline for the play call, then rejoins the huddle. Under 10 minutes to go in the first half. Huntington leads by two touchdowns. Our score, 21 to 7. 
Third and four, Crawford back to pass, looking for Harris on the near side of the field. He makes the catch. Oh, puts his foot in the turf and changes direction. Such a tremendous athlete. He gets the first down. Finally knocked out of bounds at the 46-yard line. Number four, Gunnar Flores finally made the tackle. And excuse and it me, is the, a first down. Yeah, official at the, the far side of the field was standing at the 46, but actually the ball is going to be moved up to the 49-yard line, so make it a 13-yard gain. So a big pickup on that play. Just shy of midfield. A new fresh set of downs for the Highlanders. Ball on their own, 49. Crawford sends a man in motion. That's Zod Jackson, who gets a pitch, bobbled it for a moment, but able to corral the ball in and still make a gain on the play, a short gain. Looked like he was, I thought maybe he was going to try to throw the ball, but I think you're right. It was just a bobble. A two-yard pickup will make it second and eight. Hold on the Highlanders. I was going to bring it back. And the ball, the game was to the GW 49 by Jackson. So he gets that, and then they mark it up back from there. So the ball now back on Huntington's own 41-yard line. So it makes it first and 18 back at the 41. That's the third holding on Huntington. First down for the Highlanders. Zod Jackson gets the handoff, almost tripped up at the line of scrimmage, but able to just keep his momentum moving forward, keep those legs moving, and falls forward for a 10-yard pickup. Yeah, got it up to the 49-yard line of the Highlanders, back where they originally started this drive. So made up the penalty yardage lost. Second and 10 for Huntington High. Nine minutes and five seconds left in the first half of play. Empty set for Crawford. Two receivers to the near side and far side. Crawford back to pass, looking down the field. Launches one all the way down the field. Diving attempt made by Wayne Harris, but unable to make the catch. Keegan Sack right there with him, but I think that was more just couldn't hang on to it when he hit the ground. Man, what an effort, though, by both Crawford and Harris on the play. I mean, Harris looked like Superman diving there for a second, almost able to make the catch. And, you know, one thing that I mentioned to you before the game, Woody, Avante, who was the backup QB last year, he had one of his best touchdown passes of the season last year. It was a 78-yard bomb down the field. Looked a lot like that play. However, even if Harris would have made the catch, it would not have counted as a penalty marker down on the field. Huntington. Going to back Huntington up. Yep. It's a holding penalty on the Highlanders. So that backs them back up to their own 41-yard line. Five penalties for minus 45 yards already on Huntington. Second and 20. 
Eight minutes and 43 seconds left in the second quarter. Huntington leads 21 to 7. Crawford back to pass, has some pressure on him, tries to connect with Zod Jackson. Just threw it too, too low. Yeah. I mean, Christian, there wasn't anything tricky now. There was, was getting pressure, but it really wasn't that close to him like he had to throw it away right. to save from taking a loss because, honestly, Jackson looked like he had maybe one guy to beat the corner, and I, my money's usually on Jackson in that yeah. case. And, you know, maybe ex expecting a little pressure on that play as well as it looked a whole lot like a screen play. It's... It's a change they've made during this first quarter or first half is the GW defensive line, which is now just rushing three, covering with eight. They have gone to a stand-up defensive look so that nobody's got a hand on the ground. Third and 20, Crawford back to pass, has some pressure, lofts the ball down the field looking for Marshall Christus. Oh, but Wayne Harris steals the ball away from him. And there's a flag back here for a hold, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, there's one at the line of scrimmage, one it, where Harris made the catch. Right. So it probably will offset. It, look, it looks like a hold and a defensive hold or pass interference. It really seems like a lot of penalties called early on in the first half of this game. Yes, sir. That one was pretty evident. I saw that one as they were is he was trying to get a grip on uh, number 69 was coming from the outside. He just stuck his hand out, and Wyatt Atkins got a big piece of mm -hmm. the jersey. And so the officials talking things over now, discussing both of the penalties. I see. Because it was, it was second down, so that they've moved the already moved the counter up to third, but it, it, if the penalty's offset, then we'll go back to second down. We'll see what they say. I did see head coach Billy Seals on the field at one point, so that means, usually means he's not happy. So the, the illegal forward pass was the call on Crawford. The flag down by the 13 doesn't seem to have anything to do with this. So I don't get that. They're calling him for being in front of the line when he threw the ball which is a five-yard penalty and loss of down, so they'll have to punt. Yep, that will bring up fourth down and brings the punting unit onto the field. But the flag down at 13-yard line on the other end of the field, no explanation there. Yeah, did not hear anything on that. So Tabion Wilson in to punt for the Highlanders. Standing on Huntington's 22-yard line. Good snap back to Wilson, who boots the ball down the field. Valentine lets it bounce, and it takes a Highlander roll inside the 15-yard line. Yeah, Valentine could have saved his team maybe 10 yards there if he had just caught the ball on the fly. So George Washington will start this drive on their own 14-yard line. First and 10 at the 14, and I'm not sure why he didn't didn't catch that ball. A 50-yard punt. And down the inside the 20. Yeah. Yeah, just what you're looking for. 
And don't forget, folks, he's he's still a young player. A lot of football yes. left. A sophomore. A late member of the Patriots <laughs> offense out onto the field, trying to get set up quickly. Ten seconds on the play clock. Benwick sends a man in motion. That's Valentine. Hands the ball off. Keegan Sack looking to run up the middle, but Huntington's defense ready for that, able to stop him near the line of scrimmage. Caillou Jackson was there first. Got some help from 21, Marshall Christus. The one-yard pickup brings up second and nine. Under eight minutes to go in the first half of play. Huntington leads 21 to seven. 97 carry, 97 yards on six carries for sack so far. Yeah, he is setting himself up for a career day. If you're just now joining us, he had a long 49-yard touchdown run just a few possessions ago. Second and nine, Fenwick hands the ball off. It's Anthony Valentine running to the outside. He is slung down to the turf after picking up a couple of yards. That time, the defensive ends, number eight. And also number 21, Christus and Markel Jones in to make the stop on Valentine as he got up to about the 19-yard line, a gain of four. That'll make it third and five for George Washington. Under seven minutes to go in the first half. Trips receiver set to the near side of the field. Fenwick back to pass, looking to the near side. Pass almost intercepted, but falls incomplete near Huntington's sideline. It was much closer to Huntington 6 than it was GW 6. Valentine just was nowhere near there to the, the pass that he threw that time. And Fenwick has been a tremendous player for George Washington over the years, but wondering just a bit if maybe the early interception is maybe. on his mind. Yeah, because right now we've got him at uh, six passes, one completed for plus yardage, one for minus one, and the other picked. Price back to punt, standing on his five-yard line. Huntington able to get pressure on Very the kick. Very short. High but short. Ball takes a Huntington bounce as well. And finally rolls out of bounds near the 30-yard line. Really smart play. Markel Jones came through untouched. As he got to the punter, it was either block it or let it go. He eased up and stopped, but that alone made the kicker kick it straight up in the air, yeah. back down. The ball only got to the 30-yard line, or 31. It took a backward bounce from about the 35, so only about a 16-yard punt. So the Huntington defense and special teams able to set the offense up with another short field. 31 yards to go to the end zone. Six and a half minutes left in the first half. First and ten is a handoff to Zod Jackson. George Washington doing a good job of clogging the running lanes up front. A short pickup for Zaw. He's got two, make it second and eight. You know, it Something we spotted here early in the warm-up was Deadrick uh, Graves with his left hand is completely wrapped up like a club. Uh -huh. And against this big 
defensive line yes. of GW. He might have been very useful tonight at 220 pounds. Zaha Jackson's trying to get that kind of yardage. And he was Huntington's leading rusher coming into the night with 113 yards on the ground. Second and eight, another handoff. And Zaw this time able to make his way forward to the 26-yard line. It's a three-yard pickup. 54 coming up with a tackle that time on the defensive side. That is Terrell Ellis. That brings up third down for the Highlanders. Make it third and five. Five minutes and 15 seconds left in the first half. Huntington leads by two scores. Looking to add to its advantage. Crawford back to pass. Looking to the near side of the field. Connects with Marshall Christus. Nice catch and run by Christus. Gets Huntington in the red zone. Well done there. Uh, tight end really made a point trying to get them involved in the game tonight. Yes. Inside the 20 at the 17. So that's Pick a, up a nine. Yes, sir. First and 10. Now for Huntington High. And Christus really deserved it. He's... He's been working the defense, getting open a few times, and almost had one catch where Wayne Harris ran and swooped it in right at the last second. So finally able to, to make his impact on the game. First and 10, quick hitter to the outside to Wayne Harris. Runs outside, stops and starts a few times. Good job by the Patriots' defense to not overcommit one way or the other. Another flag down. And another holding penalty. That's the sixth penalty called on Huntington. Five of them have been holds, and three of them have come here in the second quarter. And you know head coach Billy Seals will not be happy about that. No doubt. And especially when you've got an excellent opportunity like this, you know, George Washington punching back in the game with a touchdown making it a 14-point ball game. You've got a great opportunity here to make it another substantial lead, up three scores. You don't want to shoot yourself in the foot. Ball all the way back to the 24-yard line. Still first down, but first and 16. Four minutes and 49 seconds left in the second quarter. Crawford back to pass. Finds Zaw Jackson. Zaw Running forward, brought down near the 20-yard line. Mark him down at the 21. For, uh, the cornerback, number 14, Bryson Sowers, makes the stop. So that's a three-yard pickup for Zaw. And that will make it second and 13. McNeely's been the leading pass catcher so far in the game. He's got four for 28. Crawford looking to pass and finds McNeely again. Speak of the devil, first and 10, but the ball's loose. The, looked like the runner was on the ground. Officials discussing now. And they say no, it came out. No, I believe they, one official's pointing in favor, yes, of George Washington, and it's a turnover for the defense with their backs against the wall. Very tough call there for Huntington. That looked like he. the only reason the ball came out was because he was on the ground. That's when the extra defensive players arrived. So George Washington 
now taking over on the four-yard line with three minutes and 36 seconds left in the second quarter. A nice pass, nearly 20 yards before the ball came out. First and 10 for the Patriots. Officials still discussing things over. They've and been, now they're... Been, uh, you know, they're watching the game clock awfully closely. You'd hope they'd watch the ball and whether it hit the grass or not closely, but so we'll a, see. Yeah, so an adjustment made yep. on the game clock, adding a few more seconds. 345 left in the quarter. Sack with another carry. Gets the pitch to the outside. Running forward with a full head of steam. He's brought down just shy of the 10-yard line. Brought down at the 9. Gain of 5. That'll bring up 2nd and 5 for the George Washington Patriots, who've responded well after initially falling down 21 to nothing. This time a pitch to the outside. Anthony Valentine is swallowed up in the backfield. Great team Defense by Huntington High. Marshall Christus again, the defensive end there, along with uh, his partner in crime, Markle, Markel Jones. And Huntington will take a timeout here on the second down play. Brings up a third and about 11. And the ball back to the four-yard line. Maybe even so, the, maybe even the, the three very close to yeah. where they kicked the extra point. So, in any case, it was a, a loss of at least five yards, about seven yards total. So, just over three minutes left in the half. Huntington electing to use a timeout, save some of that precious time, hoping that its defense can get a stop and give the offense some more time to work with. Well, you got to think, with the punter, he's had two or three really poor punts that, uh, if possible, you try to pin them down this time and bring up a uh, good situation with time to go on the clock. And it can't feel good punting from the back of your own end zone as well. No. No, I think not. Third and 11 now, back at the three. Both teams jogging back out onto the field. Third and long for the George Washington Patriots. Looking to capitalize off of the Highlanders turnover. Trips receivers to the near side of the field. One to the far side for the senior southpaw quarterback, Abe Fenwick. He's back to pass. Lofts the ball down to the middle of the field. Almost intercepted by Walt Williams. Pass falling incomplete. And that will bring the punting unit onto the field. I was watching the quarterback as I panned up field. I kept trying to find who he was throwing the ball to because there were like five Highlanders and nobody from GW anywhere near the ball. Yeah, probably lucky that that pass hitting the turf and falling incomplete and not Williams running the other way with it. Now you got to decide, do you try and go punt it or do you try to block it with him having his short punting area? His back feet are right against the line. Still on the green of the end zone. Huntington had a block and a scoop and score. It was actually the first touchdown of the season for the Highlanders. GW just gets one of its linemen on the field. High snap. Price is able to jump up and get the ball. Punts it. 
Takes a good roll for him, but Harris scooping it up near midfield. Great special teams tackle made by George Washington. On the tackle, Grant Aldrich. Yes, he did. I thought, though, again, we talked about it when GW didn't field the ball and it got down to the four on a punt. Then this time, Harris keeps the ball from rolling on up the field yep. and keeps Huntington on the GW side of the field, although they keep backing the ball up further and further as the officials try to determine where that spot was. I think they're settling on the 48-yard line. So That makes a 45-yard punt. Yep. Not too bad. Got a good roll. Two minutes and 48 seconds on the game clock, so plenty of time for the Highlanders' offense to work with. Crawford with a pitch to the outside. It's Zaw Jackson running to the far side of the field. Great blocking leading him down the field. Just a convoy of blockers giving Jackson the first down. Yeah, Malachi Sellers was down there. Uh, Will Elk, the center, along with his right guard, the tight end, 21. Marshall Christus were there. He had a lot of help upfield that time. Down to the 33. That's a 15-yard gain. First and 10 for the Highlanders. You mentioned earlier, Woody, Diedrich Graves not seeing any game action tonight, but Saw Jackson picking up the extra slack. Saw with another carry, a couple of juke moves, then darting up the field inside of the 30. Going to be brought down at the 28-yard line. It's a five-yard pickup. Zaw and the uh, tackler, number 10, MJ Dixon, both kind of slow to get up. Looked like it got tangled up good on that play. Yeah, that is. But a pickup of four. Yeah, solid, solid gain on first down. Uh, Jackson, 15 carries for 87 yards. Under two minutes to go in the half. One minute and 52 seconds on the game clock. Crawford this time fakes the pitch, keeps it himself, lunges forward, tries to reach for the first down marker. He is very close, might have been able to get it. And took a hit on the ground, no call there. They were most importantly pointing out it wasn't a fumble, but I can't believe it wasn't a late hit with the quarterback already on the ground. And the ball marked down at the... 23-yard line, just a few inches shy of the first down. Crawford back to pass, looking for the end zone. Connects with Wayne Harris. Touchdown, Highlanders. What a ball by Avante Crawford, the junior quarterback. Put it right on the money for his number one wide receiver. Really nice pitch and catch that time. He didn't have to lay out quite as much as he did earlier. And I think they felt like with it being short yardage on what would be fourth down, they could take a shot at the end zone yeah. first and then get that pick up later. Maybe caught the Patriots guessing run on the play as well. Aye, aye on for the PAT. Penalty flags fly before the kick. Wait to see which team this is on. Offsides on GW. Now do you decide to go for two or do you just line up and kick it again? Well, it's got to be tempting that close. Yes, 
moved the ball down to the one and a half. And they still have a couple of timeouts if they want to talk about it. Kicking okay. team. Well, they will decline the penalty. Well, I could have sworn that was what the official said, but now the extra point unit still on the field. Yes, they did decline the GW offsides. They're just going to line up and kick it from where you usually would. Snap is good. The kick is up, and it is good. Huntington leads 28-7. to seven. Just a little over a minute left in the half, so we will keep it here. A good answer from Huntington, Woody. You know, George Washington, for a moment, they, they were down three scores early, but a great long drive down the field and forced a turnover. Uh, the game well in the balance still, but... That score by Huntington going to go a long way. Yes, uh, you know, Huntington has done a nice job of cashing in when they've been given territories, either due to the punts being short or the nice defensive plays, and they have cashed in most of those red zone chances in this game. So So, I and the kickoff team getting ready. GW going to try with 113 left. Got a good kicker on field goals. He's perfect this year. One for one last week against Hurricane. They'll have one minute and 13 seconds to work with. By the way, that drive was a short one for the herd. Just took the herd, or the Highlanders, four plays, 48 yards, and a minute 35 to get the ball in the end zone to give the Highlanders the three touchdown lead again. I.I. booting the ball down the field. Bouncing into the end zone for another touchback. Tremendous power on his leg. That's for sure. The wind blowing a little bit from right to left. Uh, you know, it swirls up here quite a bit. But if you're going to get help on your kickoff going into the end zone, it's going to be from this end yep. of the field. So George Washington with the ball on the 20-yard line on their own side of the field. A little bit of time to work with, but the offense most effective running the ball would imagine they'll need a couple of good throws down the field this drive. And they've got all three timeouts to work with if they do want to run. That certainly helps. Empty set for Fenwick. Drops back to pass. Quick hitter on the outside connects with Keegan Sack. Sack running forward, brought down inbounds, and that is important. Keeps the clock rolling. Number eight, Markel Jones is over there along with number 22, Walt Williams. It's a six-yard pickup, makes it second and four. Sack, an explosive player, has the lone Patriots touchdown of the evening. 40 seconds left in the half. Fenwick back to pass, launches the ball down the field, a little too much mustard on that one. Looking to connect with Sack again, but overthrowing him by about five yards. Yeah, that one really wasn't close. Now Huntington might think about on his third down. Got two timeouts left. If you can get the stop and keep the Patriots from getting this first down on third and four. 32.4 seconds left on the game clock. Shotgun formation. Three receivers to the near side of the field. A running back 
to Fenwick's right. I believe he tried to draw Huntington high offsides with a hard count. That's what it looked like. Huntington defense staying put. Clock's down to three, two, one. And no intentions at all of running a play for George Washington, trying to catch the defense snapping and get a free first down and make certain that Huntington couldn't add on any more points in this half. I guess they thought maybe they could pull them off sides before they took the timeout. It's still third and four. Nothing changed. The clock didn't move because the last pass was incomplete. So I guess I see the strategy. If you can get Huntington to jump, it's an easy first down, and then maybe you feel a little more uh, at ease about throwing the ball down the middle. But it's still, it's third and four from there. And if they don't get the first, I think Huntington might well take a timeout and make them punt. They've been very close to blocking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Huntington, very good on special teams this season. Multiple kick returns for touchdowns, blocking some kicks, doing a really good job in that facet of the game. Both teams now back out onto the field for this third and four. See what the George Washington offense has drawn up. Three receivers to the near side of the field. Valentine in it running back to Fenwick's left. Fenwick back to pass. Has some pressure. Directing traffic down the field. Lofts a pass down the field. And it's caught by the Huntington defense. Wayne Harris. No, Zah Jackson. Interception for the Huntington Highlanders. They're into George Washington territory with 24.6 seconds of time to work with. Well, I'll tell you what. It was just not a very well-executed play by the quarterback who could have easily thrown the ball into the crowd yep. or in the stands. He tried to lob it ahead, just hoping it would get out of bounds and take some more time off the clock. But what he leaves is Huntington now with 25 seconds and two timeouts inside the 40. And the Highlanders have had a lot of scoring drives quicker than that over the yes, past couple have. seasons. First and 10. Crawford back to pass. It's a quick pass to the outside. Able to connect with Jamari Tubbs. Tubbs brought down at the 21-yard line. Then Huntington will request a timeout. 17-yard pickup. And the clock stops with 17 seconds left. Jamari Tubbs' first catch on the night. Picks up a big first down for his team. So now even if Huntington isn't able to get into the end zone, Woody may be able to attempt a field goal. Yeah, absolutely. You, you're already thinking Johnny I.I. from nearly the 20 at the 20 at the 21. So a big 17-yard gain. And Jamari Tubbs is the guy that doesn't get a lot of talk about him because there are so many tall big good receivers on this yep. team but he's has very good hands and came into tonight's game with uh, a, a couple of catches for 11 yards and also ran the ball twice for 51 yards it's got to be a blessing and a curse for avante crawford all of these weapons but a lot of guys to try and keep happy yep that's for sure the highlander offense Jogging back out onto the field. You don't get your name mentioned unless you catch a <laughs> ball or run something in. That's right. 
First and 10, ball on the 21-yard line. Crawford firing over the middle, pass intercepted. It's Sowards with the pick, has some space in front of him. Hurdles a diving tackler, but he is brought down at the 36-yard line. Yep. 14, the cornerback. We've mentioned his name a couple of times tonight already, uh, Bryson Sowers. He picks it off at the 10 and returns it uh, up to about the 37-yard line. Yeah, nice defensive play and another, another turnover forced by George Washington. So that's two turnovers forced while they were backed up in their own end. So now they have one timeout left and 6.7 on the clock. And Huntington with a prevent defense, three high safeties in. Fenwick back to pass. Has some time to work with. Valentine wide open. No but time a short now. target right near the line of scrimmage. He is tackled by about half of the Highlander defense, just shy of midfield. And that will be the final play of the first half. Really an exciting half of play, Woody. Bright spots for both teams. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a nice pitch and catch there for a gain of about 14 yards and another first down. Uh, GW had gone the last three series in a row without picking up a first down, so they pick one up on that final play. But both teams have had bright spots, and both teams have made some defensive plays as well. So uh, it looks to be a pretty good half of second half action coming up. GW will get the ball to start the second half. And we are going to step aside for a short break. You're listening to Huntington High School Football on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. It's time for the Highlanders Halftime Report with a recap of first half action on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back out to Bob Sang Stadium where it is halftime in this high school football matchup between the defending AAA state champion Huntington Highlanders and the visiting George Washington Patriots. Christian Palmer, welcome alongside by Woody Woodrum, and we have had an exciting first half of play. Five total touchdowns with Huntington leading 28-7, to so we'll tell you how we got to this point, and it was pretty much all on the ground early on for Huntington High. After the defense set up the offense with a short field, Huntington went seven yards in three plays, ended up with a Zaw Jackson touchdown, and then next up for Huntington High, a guy that you usually don't even see on offense, Markel Jones. He recovered a fumble on defense, and then a couple of plays later, he was able to sneak one into the end zone. Great play design by the Highlanders on that play, sending Markel in motion. And then once he wound up behind the center, Will Elk, he just got right behind him, took the snap, and made his way into the end zone. That made it 14 to nothing, Huntington High. Huntington extended its lead with a nine-play, 74-yard drive that took up three minutes and 12 seconds of game time. That ended with Zaw Jackson's second touchdown rush of the game, a one-yard score for Zaw Jackson, some Tough running in the red zone for the Highlanders early on. Then George Washington punched back with a touchdown of its own. 
an excellent score by both Keegan Sack, who ran the ball in 49 yards for the touchdown, and his blockers, who just opened up the middle of the defense. Wide open space for Sack. It was an 82-yard drive for George Washington. They ate up under two minutes, though, on the drive. One minute and 50 seconds, keeping the ball on the ground. Big 49-yard touchdown by Keegan Sack to cap it off. Then Huntington with our latest touchdown, extending the lead back out to three scores, was Wayne Harris reeling in a 24-yard touchdown reception on a four-play 48-yard drive that took up just over a minute and a half of game time. So Woody Huntington getting the job done, running the ball, and love to see Crawford hit Harris on that great touchdown pass, hopefully maybe adding some to his confidence as well. Yeah, and the folks who were watching the game could see better than we could. Uh, Crawford's last interception had a player open around the five to seven yard line that would have set Huntington in great place to, for a field goal or a touchdown and he underthrew the ball or overthrew the ball and it was picked off by uh, uh, one of the GW players and that came right after they thrown an interception yep. so two picks thrown in the game so far for Abe Fenwick I'm certain I'm certain that's not where he wants to be and just one interception so far in the game against uh Avante Crawford, who we got to remember is in his third game of playing, but didn't play a ton in the second half of the, the Spring Valley win and then didn't play at all the last three quarters of the South Charleston win. So, you know, now that he's getting to play, getting some hits. Working that rust off. Yep, yep. He really, you know, as him and Jackson both uh, half field have to uh, get a little game feel for it. Things yep. at full speed, a guy in a different color uniform. And that's what might have happened on that interception. He did have a big rush coming up the middle. It's either 64 or 69. They're both 280, 300 pounds. So he might have let that one go a little little earlier than he meant to, and that led to the interception. A lot of penalties, a lot of turnovers, and a lot of scores in the first half. It was an exciting half, and we've got an exciting interview coming up on the other side of the break. Woody, I heard you talk to a defensive standout the other day. Landon Miller, who's leading this team with two tackles for loss for minus nearly 12 yards, and he's also got 13 tackles and three special teams tackle. He's a kid with a nose for the ball. He had some early tackles in this game, and uh, you're always going to find Landon around the ball. So that'll be coming up after we take a break. And we're going to have that right after this. You're listening to Huntington High School Football on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back, everybody. It's halftime as GW visits Huntington tonight, and we're going to talk to another member of the team coming in, and he is the leading tackler and a leader in tackles for loss right now on this Huntington team. It's Landon Miller. Landon, thanks for joining us. You're welcome. Landon, uh, it's a good start, 13 tackles, three-and-a-half tackles for loss, and in just two games that, you know, not everybody got a lot of reps in that game, it was, especially the last one. Uh, but both of those games, it seems like when the scores get a little higher, then the starters get less work. Just let the young guys get reps and really just – well, it's the same thing that you did last year. I mean, you get reps as much as you can, but I know you led the team last year in special teams tackles. So, you know, that's how you learn to do this is to get some playing time because 
practice is good, but going at somebody full speed is uh, a little better teacher. For sure, definitely. Now, uh, you've also forced a fumble, got a fumble recover, got three special tackles, special team tackles already. And, uh, you know, what is it about going down on special teams? It, it seems like some guys have a real feel for that where you're running at full speed and you got to stay under control, though, and wrap the guy up who's trying every way he can to dance away from you. What's what's going through your mind as you're going down covering a punt? It's just, yeah, running full speed, like you said, and – just getting to hit somebody running full speed is fun. Just get around everybody. Just go and make the tackle, make a big play for the team. Absolutely. Now, tomorrow, you got a pretty good team, especially their quarterback coming in here, Abe Fenwick. Uh, while his numbers are not quite where they were last year, maybe, he's 41 of 84, just four interceptions, 50% completions. And he's kind of the guy that makes them go, I, I think, maybe more than uh, Keegan Sachs, a really good back, so is Anthony Valentine. But it uh, seems like Fenwick's a guy you got to keep your eye on. Definitely. We'll just do it like we do every game, shut everybody down early, start fast, and end the game early. That's a really good game plan. I like that a lot. Uh, now, when you're not doing football, you must do some other things. What else are you involved up here at Huntington or with your family? Mainly, I'm just lifting and working out in my free time or just staying in shape and just being active. How about, uh, do you play any sports outside of football? No, I haven't, but I'll probably run track or wrestle in this offseason, definitely. I can see you being a grappler. Yeah, I can see you on the mat, and that's pretty good history of, of Huntington of winning in wrestling, that's for sure. Uh, how about what are you studying? I know you're, you know, you're at a point where you're not quite ready to go to college, but what are you thinking about as you, as you come through? What are you trying to get ready for? Maybe you thought of career-wise. I thought about real estate, going into doctor, sports med, just couple ideas and just wherever God takes me. Well, that's a pretty good plan. I'll tell you what, uh, you don't want to kind of, you don't have to box yourself in a corner there coming out. Anybody uh, special you need to say hi to here at halftime before we close out? My mama. That's a good man. And mama's happy, everybody's happy. Hey, we've been talking to Landon Miller, junior linebacker in Landon. Thanks so much for joining us. Yes, sir. We'll be back for second half action at GW and Huntington here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Huntington Highlanders football now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back out to Bob Stadium where it is halftime. Two minutes left to halftime, though. And, Woody, it's time to take a look at other local games that are going on. Yeah, let's see who else is playing well this evening as the bands are still out here going on a bit uh, in AAA. First off, number three, Wheeling Parks up 14-7 to over University. That game being played in Wheeling. It's also one with these lovely camo jerseys. Number four, Parkersburg leading number two, Parkersburg South, 27-21. That game is still in the second quarter. The Battle of Parkersburg. Double A, Fairmont Senior is, lead, is tied with Bridgeport out of AAA. Both these teams came in with winning records, and it's 2020 in the fourth. At halftime, number six, Princeton leading Pulaski, Virginia, 28-27. That'd be a nice win for oh, yeah. Princeton to beat Pulaski. Cabell, Midland, all over South Charleston. It just keeps on happening, folks. Number eight, Knights 
69 nothing in the fourth quarter. It's Spring Mills, who's number 13, ahead at number nine, Musselman. The Appleman not getting it done tonight. 26-3 in the fourth quarter on that one. Number 12, Martinsburg playing H.D. Woodson out of Washington, D.C. Those teams are traditionally not good, but H.D. Uh, Woodson, that's where Byron Leftwich played at. Hey, there you go. He is, uh, they're only down eight at the half, 12-20 to 20 against that always good Martinsburg team. Spring Valley leading at Hurricane. Were the Redskins overrated or just reading their own clippings? Because <laughs> right now, it's 28-10, Spring Valley at the half. Be a big first win for the Valley. Yes, it would be. Capital right now ahead of St. Albans, and St. Albans is probably going to be beat by everybody this year. 21-6 again in that game. Allegheny and Virginia beating Greenbrier East 21-8 first quarter. Bluefield and AA all over Greenbrier East in AAA, 34-19. That game has been postponed until Monday at 7 p.m. Wow. Now, they have a score there, but I don't know if that was a halftime or maybe, maybe it was a storm. Weather stopped again. Yep, not yeah. sure, but uh, no more information on that. Uh, Marietta uh, beats on Ripley tonight. Ripley falls to 0-4 in a 43-3 loss. Oak Hill is leading Lincoln County 42-0 in the third quarter. And uh, finally, AAA uh Robert C. Bird out of double-A at triple-A Preston, 0-0 in the second quarter in that game. Let's check on some of the local games we've got going on in double-A and uh, looking at for some of those teams. We've got Scout just trouncing number 12, Point Pleasant. Scott's number six, and they're going to move up with a 54-6 halftime lead. Beckley Woodrow Wilson on the Huntington schedule before long. And the triple-A the is at Bluefield. That game's going to be played on Saturday. Winfield and Wayne, they've been playing quite a few years, 20 years or more. And number 11, Winfield up in Wayne in the third quarter, 20 to 15. I know you like that. Yes, sir. And number 15, Chapmanville leading number 13, Nitro, 29 to 28. That's a close one. That's a big game in Double A for sure. Herbert Hoover bouncing back in Double A with a halftime lead over number 15 Hedgesville. Triple A, 28 to 8 is the score in that ball game. The Sherman Tide rolling over Liberty Raleigh, 16 to 6 at halftime in that game. Polka leads the Logan Wildcats, 20 to 7. Also at halftime, Sissonville Clay County, no score from that game so far. Single A, Tulsa beating Van. 30 to 8 right now is the score in that game. Let's see if we got uh, a couple more out of Tuck Valley is number 14. They're looking to move up with a 48-6 lead third quarter at East Ridge of Kentucky. Uh, Greenbrier West just swamping oh the my. Buffalo Bison. Uh, 59-0. That is at halftime. Number 8, Wahama all over Calhoun County. 56-20. That one's in the books. And let's see, any other scores here? Here's a good one. Uh, number six, Mingo Central. My buddy Bob Goble coaching down there on the offensive line is beating number one man, 20 to zero. That's oh, a double wow. A at a, tr- at a single A. So maybe not that surprised by that uh, score. Yep. But we're got the captains out there, and we know that already GW is going to take the ball to start the second half. Yeah, and they could use the ball to start this second half down by three scores at the moment but hey they had a quick touchdown drive in the first half under two minutes if they could replicate that here to start the second half could be anybody's ball game 
Yeah, you know, so far in this game, Huntington has ran the majority of plays. They have 38 plays for 246 yards, 100 on the ground, and 146 through the air on 19 of 11 with the one interception. Uh, For George Washington, 13 carries on the ground for 124, but 49 of that came in one play. Keegan Sachs run for touchdown. And tonight, Abe Fenwick finding the going rough. Four of 10 for 30 yards and two interceptions in the half. So he's had a tough go of it. By the way, uh, two punts for Tavion Wilson. He's averaged 49.5 per punt, and he put one inside the 20. He is such a strong (laughs) kicker at just a sophomore. Uh, We know he is going to continue to play more and more throughout the years at other spots, but dominating at punter. That's for sure. He's he's a heck of a player out there at any sport. Johnny I.I. set to boot the ball down the field to start the second half. His kick is caught at the six-yard line by Keegan Sack. Sack looking to cut to the near side of the field, but not a whole lot of space to work with. Still a decent return. Just past the 25-yard line. Number nine, Carmelo Sheffield in on the tackle, along with uh, number 35, Bryce Winkfield. So the ball placed at the 26-yard line, just about a 20-yard return to open the second half. First and 10 for the George Washington Patriots. Trips receiver set to the near side of the field. For the senior quarterback, Abe Fenwick, who drops back to pass. Looking over the middle, and his pass is intercepted. Wayne Harris with his second pick of the game. Cuts back, picking up some blockers. Oh, what a juke move. Running all the way across the field. Finally brought down at the nine-yard line. Highlight Harris adds another to the reel. Third interception of the game on Harrison. Again, it didn't look like it was near anybody for GW, and it bounced into Harris's hands. So Fenwick's rough day continues, and a quick start to the second half for the Highlanders. Nice run back all the way inside the 10. Huntington's first to goal at the 9. Eleven minutes and thirty-eight seconds left in the third quarter. Huntington with a quick turnover and offense set up with another short field. I mean, GW had to go in and say, "All right, we got down early, twenty-one points, but we're back in this." And then just like that, they're not. Crawford hands the ball off. It's Zaw Jackson to the far side of the field. Stiff arms a defender as he is. Guided out of bounds, just able to get inside of the five-yard line. Bryson Sowers, the cornerback, makes the tackle again. They have done a good job of keeping Jackson contained inside. Now, it's a five-yard run when you start at nine. That's a that's a nice run on first down, but uh, all of a sudden, you know, his team is looking to stop Huntington any way they can right now. Second and goal. Saw Jackson. Remains in the game at running back. Crawford sends a man in motion. Throws the ball to Harris, who leaps and catches the ball. Touchdown, Highlanders. Defense and offense. He is everywhere tonight. Wayne Harris adds another score. 
Yeah, that's for sure. He, you know, in last week's game, he had a, a kick return, a punt return in his last trip to South Charleston. But I guarantee you, I think he'd trade tonight's game with a couple of picks, a couple of touchdowns through the air. He is a great player in all three facets of the game. I.I. on for the P.A.T. The kick is up. And it is good. We'll keep it here. Just a few seconds really into the, the first half. Yep. So don't want to miss any of the game action. And, you know, that, that's kind of been Huntington's M.O. this year, Woody. Mentioned the stat a couple times earlier. Huntington so quick out of the gate. Coming into tonight's game, they had outscored opponents 70 to nothing in the first quarter, and that just added on today, 91 to nothing in the first quarter and starting off hot in the second half as well. And, you know, two plays, nine yards, eight seconds. I mean, they, they get in the end zone in a hurry when they get those turnovers, and they score very quickly. And, you know, Abe Fenwick with three interceptions so far in this game. Got to come back out and figure out some way to get his team up and down the field. And the Patriots have had some success running the ball, but when you find yourself down by four touchdowns, you yeah. you can't run the ball a ton because then you're going to run out of time quick. Yeah, they've done a good job of not getting very many penalties, and they've ran the ball well on the ground, but they've got to figure out where to go from there. This time, I.I.'s kick caught by Valentine. Valentine able to run out past the 30-yard line. Finally brought down at the 33-yard line. Cam Vesey, Landon Miller, a couple linebackers playing special teams, converged on Valentine. They've done that a bunch of times to him tonight as well as sack. Yeah, decent starting field position, though, for the Patriots. See if they could take advantage of it. Late substitution made as Cly May checks into the game. Been a good player on defense. Maybe see if he can add an extra spark blocking at tight end. A run play on first and 10. Running to the far side of the field is Keegan Sack. Yep, VZ and Walt Williams doing the linebacker thing the other way with Walter Williams making a stop. And it's a three-yard pickup. Make it second and seven. Under 11 minutes to go in the third quarter. Second and seven for the George Washington Patriots. Two running backs in the game. Fenwick sends a man in motion. Hands the ball off. It's a jet sweep to the outside. Keegan Sack with the carry, but he is brought down in the backfield. They were behind the original line of scrimmage. Ran a safety blitz that time. The wheels coming through from his free safety position. And another player who's beginning to get some minutes out there, Max Boren, got the uh, stop. And a little bit of jawing after the play. Um, did not see what the number was on Huntington, but saw Flores and a member of Huntington's secondary face mask to face mask exchanging pleasantries after the play. Yeah, I'm sure that was it, exactly. Uh, just wasn't anything there that time. Loss of four on the play. And I believe it was Wayne Harris. And it's going to be offsetting penalties, both picking up a penalty. So it 
Remains third down after the four-yard loss. That brings up third and 11. Ten and a half minutes left in the third quarter. If you're just now joining us, Huntington leads 35-7. to seven. Third and 11 here. Backed and up on that play with the offsetting penalties. And another member of the Patriots offense hurrying onto the field late. Ten seconds on the play clock. That can't help when you don't get your players on the field till it's time to snap the ball. Fenwick back to pass. Has some time. Lofts the ball over the middle of the field. And great defense made. And a penalty marker is thrown. Close play there. Mikey Johnson getting there right about the same time that the ball did and separated the man from the ball. But he is going to be called for a you defensive can't, penalty. You cannot stand over top the man and celebrate. And that's what he was doing. I mean, M Mikey Johnson made a great play, a great hit, and then he's standing, straddling over the receiver, talking down to him, and that's going to get a flag thrown almost every time. And we saw, you know, a little bit of chippiness uh, a couple of plays ago and just hope that, you know, tempers settle down and cooler heads prevail. Well, now the ball should move up from the 32 which will make it a first down with 15 yards here for the personal foul. And head coach Billy Seals is hot on the home sideline. Well, I'll tell you what. It, you have got to take better care of your emotions than that. I mean, you know, they're, the umpire's walking the ball up right now. GW seemed to think they were going to be in Huntington territory, but they were back at the 32, so 15 yards gives them the 47-yard line. And that's where it will be for first and 10. Nine minutes and 59 seconds left in the third quarter. Huntington leads by four touchdowns. So great play by Mikey Johnson. But, he, you know, in basketball, it's the same kind of thing. And this on this first and 10, Fenwick just spikes the ball down into the turf. Didn't really have anyone open. Had a few yeah. pass rushers bearing down. Well, I'll tell you what. When 6'4", 295 pounds of Robbie <laughs> Martin is bearing down on you, it's time to throw the ball in the ground. I'd, I'd, th I'd do the same thing. <laughs> when in doubt, throw it out. So with the incomplete pass, it stops the clock with 9 minutes and 51 seconds and brings up 2nd and 10. And the... Now, I know just the crowd's upset about that call, but, it I mean, it's a textbook. Oh, yeah. A personal foul, and they're going to call it because emotions have already been running high. Yep. It's Huntington's want... seventh penalty for minus 70 yards. Oh, man. That's adding up. Second and 10. Patriots offense set. Two receivers to the far side of the field. One to the near side, Valentine in at running back. The Patriots looking toward their sideline. They get the play call, second and 10. Fenwick back to snap, launching the ball to the far side of the field, looking for Keegan Sack. Pass falls incomplete. Good job by Zah Jackson of playing the receiver and making sure he couldn't get a hand on the ball. Yeah, good job by really the whole secondary staying in their zones, not really allowing much free space at all and not giving Ape Fenwick much at all to work with. They've done an excellent job tonight. Another incomplete pass brings up third and ten.
Patriots once again looking toward their sideline for the play signal. The fans in the stands making some noise for Huntington High, and they're going to get a little louder after this. Finwick swallowed up, brought down in the backfield. That brings up fourth down. First two guys there were 99, Caillou Jackson. Also eight, Markel Jones. But also back there was 73, <laughs> Robbie Martin, and three or four other players. It was about seven guys piled on the quarterback when he went down. And he loses a yard in the process. That brings up fourth and 11. So the Patriots able to move the ball a little bit up near midfield, but the drive stalls out. Yeah, you know, you get the penalty after you're stopped and then you're unable to take advantage of it. That is the seventh drive of the night for GW that has not resulted in a first down. Price. Punts the ball high but short. It does take a George Washington bounce. Harris thought about scooping it up, but too many members of the special teams punting unit down the field ready to hit him. So he's like, no, I'll I'll let it roll for just that extra yard or two that it had in it. If I'm going to take a hit, it's got to be on a bigger play than that. (laughs) So all the way to the 22, though. Pretty good punt that time. So about eight and a half minutes left in the third quarter. Huntington leads by 28 with another touchdown. George Washington could be in danger of facing the rolling clock in the fourth quarter. First and 10, Crawford takes a snap, hands it off. It's Zaw Jackson running to the right side of his line for a solid pickup. Finally, Brought down at the 27-yard line. Five-yard gain makes it second and five. Zaza having a tremendous performance. We mentioned it earlier, but if you're just now tuning in, Deedrick Graves, a junior running back for Huntington High, who is the team's leader in rushing yards coming into today, has not played tonight, but Zaw Jackson has taken the full workload at running back, and he continues to do a great job bursting forward past the 45. Another first down. It's a 19-yard gain for the junior running back. Nice tackle there by number one, uh, uh, Hunter Giacomo, because otherwise he would have been gone on that play. Yep, a, a very important tackle there. You you could see when and Saw's hitting that final gear, and, and he was just entering it. He's now got 18 carries, 116 yards in the game. It's first and 10, ball on Huntington's 46. Crawford hands the ball off. It's Saw Jackson again, just puts his foot in the turf and cuts upfield. He's able to get a solid gain, tackled Pretty much right at midfield. Might be a half yard shy. Yep, a nice four yard gain there. And you can see it's starting to wear down on GW. They they only have about 38 players on a roster and that are going to play in the game. They have a lot more, you know, they have 70 or 80 people listed. But a lot of those are freshmen who did not come tonight. And so they're starting to wear down a little bit. Going backwards a lot tougher than going forwards. And a few players like Giacomo, Valentine, and Sack have not left the field. Second down, Zog gets a pitch to the outside. 
running to the near side of the field, finally brought down, but after he was able to make his way into Patriots territory, marks down at George Washington's 47. It's a four-yard gain. MJ Dixon makes the stop this time. On the GW side of the field at the 47 to pick up a three on that last one. And about three to go. Six minutes and 10 seconds left in the third quarter. Third down for the Highlanders. Crawford sends a man in motion. That's Winkfield who is open. Crawford unable to connect with him. Pass just a little too high. Well, it's good to see Winkfield in the game. He played pretty well when he came in last week, and that one was just a little tall for the new player in the game. Yeah, Winkfield, very impressive for a sophomore, and you said this in Huntington's last game, Woody, uh, potentially running back of the future there. Yes, absolutely. He's a big, strong kid, has good speed. I really like the looks of him when he's in there. He's also made some special team tackles already this year. So yeah, that's a name you're going to hear for a while with this program. Wilson on to punt. A couple of great punts already. Looking to pin the Patriots deep again. Boots the ball high and strong down the field. Bounces at the five and doesn't take the Huntington bounce. Rolls into the end zone for the touchback. Well, 47 won't kill your average, that's for <laughs> sure. But probably would have liked to have had about a 42 with it being in, down inside the 10-yard uh, line. Yep, just didn't get the bounce there. So that will bring the Patriots offense back out onto the field as they try to chip away at Huntington's four-touchdown advantage. Five minutes and 47 seconds left in the third quarter. Huntington leads 35-7. to seven. But he's averaging like 48 yards a punt tonight, a 47, a 48, and a 50. Not too bad. No. First and 10, Fenwick back to pass. Has some time. Eventually starting to run out of time, so he tucks the ball and runs forward. Eventually out of bounds after a short pickup of about three yards. Yeah, he saw... Uh, Cam Vesey and uh, Travion Wilson coming bearing down on him so he uh, he said let's live to play another day yeah. and stepped out of bounds after about a three yard gain so that'll make it second and seven with just over five and a half minutes left in the third quarter Huntington's defense excellent all year long they've allowed just 14 points to this point. Second and seven. Fenwick hands the ball off. It's Keegan Sack running to the right side of the line, and Huntington makes the stop right at the line of scrimmage. Walt Williams read that play immediately. That was something they were able to bust outside a little bit in the first half. So far, they haven't been able to find any running lanes for Sack, and that's no gain on that play. And, you know, there were a couple of points where it was like, you know, George Washington, maybe if they get this stop, make this play, it could be a really close ball game. But yeah. also, you know, if you take away the 49-yard touchdown run by Keegan Sack, this is a shutout. Yeah, that's for sure. That was a nice play by Keegan. Third and seven. Fenwick sends Sack in motion. Has immediate pressure on him. 
He's able to work his way out of it, still looking down the field, but the pass is at Sack's feet. Well, he had a lot of pressure, and again, 73, Robbie Martin bringing the big-time pressure, so he just threw it low. With the incomplete pass, that brings up fourth down. About four different players had a chance of sacking him before Robbie Martin had him throw early. Price on to punt, and Harris on to return. Wayne Harris moving up a little bit, thinking he'll have a chance for a return this time. Price standing on his own 10. Kick almost blocked. Huntington getting great pressure. Ball bounces short of midfield and trickles out of bounds at the 42-yard line. Yeah, it, it's inconsistency has been the punter's biggest problem tonight. That's only a 19-yard punt. He's had a, a 26, a 50, a 45, a 16, a 42, and now a 19. Yeah, very mixed bag of results there. And, you know, a couple of the punts setting Huntington up with short fields and same happening right here. Already into George Washington territory. 35 first... to nothing right now. Huntington needs another score to wind the clock yep. in the fourth quarter, 35 plus. Yep. So 35 to seven. Four and a half minutes to go here in the third quarter. Oh, and there was a hold on GW during the play. So Huntington gets an additional 10 tacked onto that. It's only the third penalty for GW for minus 25. Huntington now starts up near the 31-yard line. First and 10 for the Highlanders. And I'm going to have to pull my binoculars up. I believe we have a new quarterback in the game. That is Jackson Hatfield in. However, he will have to wait a moment as penalty markers. Offsides on GW again. So not only is it not going well right now for GW, but they've compounded it with three penalties here in the late going. Yeah, really shooting themselves in the foot the past couple of minutes. Jackson Hatfield has had a great start to this season playing in the backup quarterback role. He is five of six for 101 yards and three touchdown passes also has a rushing touchdown. It's five penalties for minus 40 yards now on GW after they've had two or three here in the last series. Hatfield sends a man in motion. And it's a run to the right side of the line. About a three-yard pickup. I believe that was Winkfield. No, excuse nope. me, that was Zod Jackson still in the game. So that will bring up Second and short. It's going to be second and three yards. Yeah, he picked up about two there on that short carry. Puts him at 125 on the evening. Second and short. Zaw remains in the game at running back. Hatfield hands it off to him. Zaw running right up the middle, close to the line to gain. Needed three yards on the play and appears as though he's got it. Very close if he doesn't. Still waiting for the officials to mark the ball down. They're marking it right at the 21-yard line. Or And they say first down now. 
Well, they haven't moved the sticks, though. No, they have not moved the sticks. No. The referee said first down, but then he must have changed his mind. So third and inches. Hatfield hands it off to Jackson again, who quickly cuts to the outside, looking to pick up some blockers inside the 20 to the 10. Finally brought down about the six-yard line. And Zaw a little slow getting up. Keegan Sack the, making the tackle. Got the first down at the seven-yard line, so giving 15 on that last carry, and that puts him at 142 in this game. 23 carries, 142 yards. First and goal for the Highlanders, trying to make this a 34-point advantage. Extra point would make it 35. Hatfield takes the snap, rolls to his right. Penalty marker on the field, pass to the end zone. Flag down, and looked like an interception yes. by number two. Pass intercepted by Solomon Farrell. See what the flag was. As soon as the play started, they dropped a flag. That sounded like either somebody lined up in the neutral zone or illegal shift on Huntington. So, no doubt, GW will take the ball. Yes. Penalty declined George Washington's football with two minutes and 51 seconds left in the third. So that one doesn't go against you, but the interception by uh, number 12, Hatfield. So the Patriots now with the ball on their own 20-yard line. And, you know, one thing that George Washington has done well tonight for some turnovers. Yep. First and 10, under three minutes to go in the third. A running back to each side for Fenwick. Fenwick's taking a beating tonight. He's still in there quarterback, however. He hands the ball off to Sack on first and 10. He is brought down quickly. Number 70, Max Boren coming up with the tackle. Give him a yard officially. That'll bring up second and nine for the Patriots. I'm sure George Washington would love just to try and throw the ball down the field a couple of times and attempt to score quickly, maybe get back in this game, but just hasn't worked tonight. Been much more effective running the football. Yeah, and you still got Jackson and <laughs> uh, Harris waiting for a chance to make another pick. Fenwick hands the ball off. This time it's Valentine running up the middle. It's another minimal gain. Kaiju Jackson and Cam Vesey makes the stop on Valentine. Another one-yard pickup. That'll make it third and eight. 17 yards on six carries for Valentine. Now a lineman... Gingerly jogging off of the field. Yeah, it looked like number 69, who landed Bird, plays the left tackle. Third down for George Washington. Fenwick. High snap. Fakes the handoff. Fires the ball down the field. Unable to connect with his intended receiver. Was looking for Bryson Sowards on the far side of the field. 
And complete pass brings up fourth down. Great coverage there by uh, Zah Jackson. He was driver stride with him on that pass. So the game clock stops with one minute and 14 seconds left in the third quarter. Got it. And did not see the flag on the field, but the officials announcing pass interference called on the Highlanders. That might be the worst call of the night. I mean, the pass wasn't near. Jackson did nothing to impede him going after the ball. It could certainly argue non-catchable. Yeah. So a fresh set of downs for the George Washington Patriots. I heard this was a veteran crew. I've got some other thoughts of what people might be thinking about them. High snap. Fenwick able to jump up, get the ball, quickly hand it off to Valentine, who has a nice run looking to spin out of a tackle. Finally brought down at Huntington's 44-yard line. Yeah, it looked like everybody was trying to punch the ball out. Nobody was thinking to tackle Valentine uh, 13. Mikey Johnson finally got him down, but not before they pick up another second down. Only the third first down in this quarter for GW. And a 19-yard pickup by Valentine. George Washington not in a... Big hurry as the clock ticks under 40 seconds to go in the quarter. First and 10. Fenwick fakes the handoff to Valentine. Markel Jones with some pressure, but Fenwick got the pass off, launched it down the field, but great coverage in the secondary. Really good play by Mikey Johnson there at the safety. Just playing center field there. Yep. Breaks up the pass with 26 seconds. Left on the game clock. If you're just now joining us, Huntington leads 35-7 to near the end of the third quarter. Second and 10 after the incomplete pass. Patriots offense getting set. Fanwick fakes the handoff to Sack, then hands it off to Valentine. little misdirection, but the Huntington defense ready, able to make the tackle pretty much right at the line of scrimmage. Caillou Jackson, Walter Williams make the tackle. Yeah, almost no gain on that play at all. Give him a couple inches on the play. Third and long for the Patriots. And that's where we will pick things back up when we return. That's it for the third quarter. Huntington leads 35-7 to over George Washington. We're going to step aside for a short break. You're listening to Huntington High School Football on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. This is Huntington Highlanders Football on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The full quarter just about to get underway here at Bob Sang Stadium, where the Huntington Highlanders lead 35-7 to over the George Washington Patriots. It's George Washington football to begin the fourth quarter, third and ten. Ball in Highlanders territory on Huntington's 44-yard line. Senior Southpaw quarterback Abe Fenwick sends a man in motion. Has quick pressure on him, able to get out of the pressure, running forward. 
close to the first down marker, but out of bounds, I believe he's going to be just shy. Yeah, he got to the 36, which leaves him about, well, now they've moved it to the 34, so I would say that is a first down. However, the officials signaling fourth and short. Nine yards, they say. Fourth and one. Fenwick now, I believe for the first time of the night, under center. Quarterback sneak. And he is able to push forward for two yards and get the first down. It's just he's already taken quite a beating. That time, Robbie Martin, Caillou Jackson, and number 70, uh, Max Boran, all in on the stop. That just means your quarterback's taking more hits than he really needs to. However, they are able to get the first down, first and 10 on Huntington's 32. Trips receiver set to the far side of the field. Patriots once again look toward their sideline for the play signal. Fenwick has it and receives a snap. Throws the ball to the far side of the field. Good defense by Wayne Harris. Yeah, knocked it away from number one, uh, Hunter Giacomo, the intended receiver, and he's lucky that it wasn't taken all the way. He was about a half step from picking that one for six. Yeah, Harris, a nose for the football. A couple of interceptions tonight, a couple of touchdown receptions. He really does it all for this Huntington High team. I tried to explain it to somebody the other day. I said it was like when Tavion Jackson in his senior year would take off on one foot toward the goal, and everybody would, <gasps> because they were waiting for what was going to happen. Every time you throw the ball at Harrison secondary, I do the same thing. <laughs> Second and 10, Fenwick back to pass, throwing toward Harris again, and it's intercepted. At the five. Harris running forward, full head of steam, picking up some blockers. One man to beat. It's a lineman, and he's in the end zone. Pick six for Wayne Harris. 95-yard touchdown. My goodness. Wayne Harris just continues to add to his highlight reel. This has been a career night for him, Wood. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, people that want to tell me he's not the best receiver in the state, well, I'll give you that because he's probably the best player in the state. Kick returns, punt returns, uh, you know, making tackles when he's asked to, knocking the ball away. Lockdown and corner. Then, and, and Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's uh, a, Remember Revis Island? <laughs> it's Harris's Island, and GW doesn't want to play there tonight. <laughs> they are shipwrecked on Harris Island tonight. Wow. I guess they couldn't find anybody to call because Harris basically outran all the blocking. Yes. So nobody got nipped with a hold or a push or a shove. Yep. Uh, lineman gave his all to run back and made an effort to... Oh, we got the dreaded sideline warning on Huntington because 16-year-olds got excited about a 95-yard interception return. Come on now. And so another penalty on the Highlanders. That will yeah. it's just a warning. Oh, excuse me. So just just yeah. a warning for the time being. Yeah. And Johnny Ai, who's been quiet most of this half, will get a chance here. 
Well, no, they did march it back yeah, five yards on the sideline yep. warning, I guess. My bad. So, I.I. will kick the ball right from the 15-yard line. Snap is good. The kick is up. And it is good. Huntington now leads 42-7, to a 35-point advantage. So, we will have... A rolling clock on the other side of this break. You're listening to Huntington High School Football on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Like us on Facebook. Just search ESPN Radio 94.1 FM and AM 930. Pop Stadium where Keegan Sack refusing to go down on this kick return. Out past the 30, finally brought down past the 35. An excellent return. For Sack, he has had a great night showing all kinds of heart. The junior running back finally brought down at the 37-yard line. So if you're just now joining us, you've missed quite a lot. It's been an exciting night, especially for Huntington Highlander players and fans. Huntington leads by 35, our score 42-7. to Ten and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter, but with Huntington's latest score, the clock will continue to run throughout the rest of the game. Yep. First and ten for the Patriots. Fenwick takes the snap and hands it off to Keegan Sack, who is brought down at the 40-yard line after a three-yard pickup. Down at the bottom of the pile was number 21, Marshall Christus. Getting a little time at defensive end there. So a three-yard pickup makes it second and seven. The other player in there uh, spotted was number 23, Malachi Brown. So things will move quick now for the rest of the game. Nine minutes and 35 seconds left in regulation. Huntington just playing great football. 15 straight wins brought into this contest, looking to make it 16 straight. Second and seven. Sack gets a carry. Uh, sweeps to the outside. Just nothing there. No, nothing there. He landed Miller 20 and 35. Bryce Winkfield. Sack able to pick up a hard-fought yard. So that'll make it third and six. And he got hit really hard when he was picking that up. It does put him back in the three. He's now at 102 yards. He had lost yardage of four yards in the third quarter, but now he's at 102. He's had a good game and uh, has the lone George Washington score of the night, a 49-yard scamper to the end zone. Made it 21-7 to at that point, but really... Almost all Huntington since. Third down, Fenwick back to pass. He's going to get a first and run it out of bounds before Landon Miller gets there. Yeah, not many options. Huntington's defensive line is starting to get a little tired. They are trying to get some more clean uniforms in there. Uh, Caillou Jackson, Robbie Martin has been playing more than we've seen him before, but they've got a lot of freshmen in there right now. And there was a penalty marker on the field, but the officials waving it off. Okay. And 
Head coach Billy Seals still voicing his opinion on the sideline, as he enjoys to do. He is a passionate coach. His players love to play for him and just wears his heart on his sleeve. Yes, he does. First and 10 for the Patriots. Ball right at midfield. It's a handoff to Valentine. Running forward, brought down at the 46-yard line, four-yard pickup. 77, Jeremiah Lyles. That is a freshman defensive lineman who's going to be a good one, Billy tells me. He got some help by number 23, Malachi Brown again. And you got to love that. A freshman playing on Friday night. I'm sure he is just all kinds of excited at the moment, ready to burst into that backfield and make a play. About four yards for Valentine on that carry. He's at 40 yards on nine carries. And he'll get another carry here. Great blocking. Space for Valentine up the middle. He is finally brought down at the 23-yard line. It's a 23-yard pickup. Mikey Brown makes the stop there. And I believe the official's actually going to move the ball. Nope, they're going to keep it right at the 23. Mikey Johnson, I think I said somebody else's name, but Mikey Johnson made that last tackle. So it's a first and 10. They've had three first downs in this series. That's the most. That ties how many they had in the entire third quarter when they had four different series, only three first downs. So first and 10, ball on Huntington's 23-yard line. Another high snap, Fenwick leaping up, then pitching the ball to Keegan Sack, running to the near side of the field, able to get inside the 20-yard line. 56, Tavion Kennedy, a senior who hasn't got to play uh, a lot in his career, but he's played the last three weeks and has made some tackles. It's a six-yard pickup to the 17-yard line. Already... Over halfway through the fourth quarter, five minutes and 40 seconds left in regulation. Second down and four to go. We're down to the 17. And Abe Fenwick lining up under center for the second time of the evening. Turns around and hands the ball off to Keegan Sack, who runs right up the middle. 23, Malachi Jones, and 20, Landon Miller team up to make the stop. It's a gain of three, and he's going to be just a yard shy of the first down. Sack now with 105 and the yards on 12 rushes. Officials changed their mind. Got a signal first down now. First okay. and 10 for the Patriots. First and 10, balls inside the... 14, so we'll call it the 13 officially. Two running back formation. Fenwick pitches it out to Keegan Sack. Great team pursuit by Huntington. Yes, it was. Able to halt Sack. Didn't really have anywhere to go and swallowed up right near the line of scrimmage. Might have, yeah, actually is going to lose a yard on the play. 51, Matthew Grillo with the tackle for loss. Yeah, that play got blown up straight out of uh, out of running there. So second 11 at the 14. Just over four minutes to go in the ball game. And another penalty marker on the field. Huntington with some early movement. 
Encroachment on the defense is called. You got those young guys in there right now, so they tend to not be looking at things like how to line up on sides. But it still makes it just second and six. Down to the nine. Three minutes and 36 seconds left in the ball game. Fenwick hands the ball off to Valentine, running up the middle, has some open space, spins into the end zone for the touchdown. So another score for the George Washington Patriots. Valentine gets into the end zone. It's the second rushing touchdown of the ball game for GW. GW going to bring out their kicker. See if he can extend a perfect year so far. Jordan Price on for the PAT. He's 9 of 9 after a first half kick. Snap is good. The kick is blocked. Was that Wayne Harris again? Yes. You are it kidding me. Was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else this guy could do, but I mean, maybe put him at quarterback, let him throw a touchdown pass himself. That's that's the only feat that he has left to achieve tonight. My goodness. That's unbelievable. What a night he's had. So that Stops things with three minutes and 20 seconds left. That's when you will have the, the stops in the fourth quarter right. after it's, you know, the, the rolling clock has started up. We'll stop it for touchdowns and field goals. And, and timeouts. Yep. So. So with three minutes and 20 seconds left, Huntington leads 42 to 13. Well, I've got to think we're going to see the kickoff here. Five first downs. In that period, they have only 15 in the game. Five first downs on that last drive of their 15 picked up. Huntington, on the other hand, has 10 penalties for minus 95 yards on the night. And I'm sure Billy Seals is going to take another look at those tomorrow yep. when he breaks down the field. Well, no, it'll be Sunday. He's not <laughs> He's not going to miss the Vols tomorrow. They oh, got, yeah. They got a big right. one tomorrow. <laughs> Got to support your team. That's of course, right. most people's team is going to be off tomorrow. At least yeah. your local fans, Thundering Herd. I, uh, You know, if I could work out the whole season and be these one-game weekends, I think, <laughs> I think I'd be in good shape. Yeah, Woody and I have been on the Marshall Football pregame show, so make sure to always tune in. If you like listening to us talk, you can hear us on 93.7 The Dog for Marshall Football pregames as well. But high school football action continues now. Jordan Price kicks the ball down the field. Yes, and who? Malik McNeely back to return the kick. Turns a corner, running to the near side of the field. Stops and looks to maybe go the other way. Finally brought down just after crossing the 20-yard line. And Harris is throwing his hands up there. Hey, I had some blocking for you, man. Why <laughs> Why'd you quit following well, me? Well, you know, you had the white shoes, the white gloves. I thought it was Harris again. And I, was, <laughs> I thought, well, maybe they'll just see how many stats he can come up with tonight. <laughs> but McNeely has, he'd already had, I believe, yeah, he, he hadn't had any uh, returns yet this year, but he, they like him in that role. So I think we'll see McNeely maybe some more this season, a senior. Yeah, McNeely, uh, 
does a little bit of everything and, you know, a couple of games as a timeout has been requested. Yeah, a GWS for timeout. They weren't lined up correctly. So at 255, they took their second timeout. But yeah, uh, just continuing what we were talking about, Malik McNeely has gotten to do a couple of uh, fun things later in games. And, you know, sometimes yeah. that's what it's about. You're Obviously, first and foremost, you want to win, but you're playing a kid's game, playing, you know, a, a sport that America loves. You're out there to have fun, and McNeely getting to return some kicks. And if I'm not mistaken, didn't he kick one off himself a couple weeks ago? Yep. So... McNeely, it's like you say, that's that's part of the fun of being yep. in this game. And, you know, a, a lot of players, uh, backups on the roster, getting their time to shine now under the Friday night lights and hoping to open up the eyes of their coaches. Here's your chance. Make a play. First and ten yeah, for know, the Highlanders. Never know when a second chance is going to come if yep. you don't take advantage of the spotlight being shined your way. And Jackson Hatfield looking to take full advantage of the spotlight now. But first off, it's a handoff to Bryce Winkfield. Winkfield, full head of steam down the field, finally out of bounds near the 40-yard line. They're going to mark him down right at the 40, 19-yard pickup. Winkfield with a big carry there and a first down. Two minutes and 20 seconds left in the ballgame as the clock continues to roll. Troops receiver set to the far side of the field, but it's another handoff to Winkfield who lowers a shoulder into the defender, and he is jacked up after that. Yeah, nice hit on number seven there. Coming up uh, was Grant Aldrich, a sophomore playing for the Patriots. Winkfield running behind his pads on that play. Under two minutes to go in regulation. Second and two for the Highlanders. Hatfield looking to pass. Tried to find Dean on the far side of the field. Pass falls incomplete. That'll bring up third down. So you've, third, got, you've got to get your second-team quarterback some time under yeah. fire, and, and that's exactly why you throw a pass there even in a game. You're up 42-13. Yep. Got to give him some work. You never you know when you need him. Work. That's right. Still third and two. Just over a minute left in regulation. Hatfield takes the snap. Fakes the handoff. It's a quarterback keeper. He's got the first down. Finally brought down at the Patriots' 45-yard line. Hey, picks up a quick 10 there. 40 seconds left in the ball game. Appears as though the Highlanders will run one more play. Victory formation, it looks like, maybe. The best formation in football. <laughs> No rush by the Highlanders as they will actually not even need to snap the ball again. A couple more seconds on the play clock, then the game clock. That'll do it. That will do it. Both teams 
starting to line up to shake hands while the offense was still set. A little funny picture there. <laughs> yeah, the, that's the, you know, your younger <laughs> offensive lineman. They weren't going to step away until they were sure it was over. That's right. And it is over. With Huntington winning big again, 42-13 to over the George Washington Patriots. We're going to step aside for a short break, but stay tuned in as post-game is coming up next. You're listening to Huntington High School Football on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. High School Football. Sang Stadium for one final time this evening was an excellent night of football. A tightly contested contest at times in the first half and then really all Huntington in the second half of play besides one lone score by the George Washington Patriots. Our final score, 42-13 to in favor of Huntington High. And Woody, the MVP of tonight, Wayne Harris. Yeah, it's got to be. I mean, he had a big night all night tonight for the uh, team and uh, was able to run the ball to the end zone for a touchdown in the uh, second and third quarter. Uh, you know, he made three interceptions. One of those went for a touchdown. He blocked a, a kick in the game it just does everything you need him to do for the team to win and and the guy is as good as i've seen at any level he he really can is a player who knows what he's going to do and i just you know beginning to think this highlander team might be pretty good uh you know they they have do things good on offense on defense and whatnot but very well rounded there are always things to work on i'm sure part of what it's going to be is looking at, uh, you know, the GW backs uh, did a pretty good job of running the ball, 106 yards for sack, uh, 69 yards for uh, Valentine, and the quarterback ended up with about uh, 15 yards. He didn't carry the ball that much, but he certainly lost some thanks to tackles for loss and sacks. So uh, there's going to be a lot of people, I think, in the ice bath tomorrow trying to yeah. get ready for next week's game. And, and for Huntington, it'll be a trip to the Canal Valley to play the capital team, the Cougars, who have been struggling as well this year. So uh, got to go in there with your head in the right space, though, so you make sure you get the win and you come away from Lately Field feeling good about the win against Capital. Yeah, cannot take anything for granted, but you can be sure that Woody and I will be there next week and every Friday night the rest of the season. Excited to call Huntington Highlanders football. Thanks again to everyone for tuning in. Uh, quick thank yous to our producer, Kenny Sellards. Uh, all of you listeners out there, of course, our statistician, Jimmy Morgan, always giving us great information and last but not least, I want to thank you, Woody. Always enjoy calling a game with you, man. Yes, sir. This was a fun one to call. Uh, also, we had a night uh, two fumbles recovered by Markel Jones, and he scored a touchdown on offense. So he he's at least second in the uh, running there behind Harris. Uh, Landon Miller's forced a uh, fumble. Uh, Carmelo Sheffield forced a fumble in the game. So a lot of guys turning the ball over made it a relatively easy night for Huntington to get the 42-13 win and enjoy it. Partner, we'll be back next Friday up in the Canal Valley. Yes, we will. Thanks for tuning everyone. Have a great rest of your evening. Football on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Brought to you by...
Dutch Miller Auto Group, Dr. Mark Subic, Marshall Orthopedics, Farmar Stores, ProSource, State Electric Supply Company, Wendy Schmidt Family Restaurant Group. Stay tuned for High School Game Night with Fred Persinger following tonight's broadcast. This is ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930, a service of Kendrick Communications.